All right. Well, this week was a whole lot better. Oh, this week was a whole lot better because it was minus an entire awful show. <laughs> we didn't have to worry about cannon busters. I noticed something. Um, mm-hmm. So I was talking to my friend David, and he, he's he's the the second he, he, he's the far more weeaboo of my friends. So he he is okay. he sees this stuff like he sees things. All right, I think he's watching like six <laughs> anime right now. But Jeez. um, well then again we're watching like he, what five. <laughs> We're watching a couple, but he's watching the new ones. Like he watches seasons uh, of anime. Like he 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 will try everything every season. Um, he's watching he watch he's watching Vinland Saga, and he says it's great. So I'm I'm gonna try that out sometime. But uh, yeah, I don't think he even knew about Cannon Busters. <laughs> I brought it up, and it, it was just it was nothing that we talked about. Uh, but yeah, yeah he, he's watching man. Astra, Fire Force, and uh, Dr. Stone, and he's like, they're all fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. Dude. Oh, also, he clarified, because I was kind of asking him, he's like, I feel gaslit by the anime industry. I asked him, he's like, no, this is like, for whatever reason, one of the best seasons in anime history. <laughs> like, all of these Dang. fantastic shows that are of this high level of quality... This is weird. And I'm like, I was saying, I'm, he said, it's almost like the whole industry just decided to have a blowout in one season. And I'm like, I'm hoping that's not what it is. I'm hoping this is some sort of renaissance. But, you know. Yeah. That's very much wishful thinking. But, but uh, how lucky, like we say this every week, but how lucky I know. are we that we started that it up too. Right I was like, it was weird that we started this show that I, I, it was always something I think I wanted to do for a while, but it was just like, all right, mm-hmm. screw it. I'm going to get back into anime because I had totally fallen off of the boat. I'm going to get back into anime <laughs> this time. And then it was like, was that, was I just missing out? <laughs> was everything always this good? Uh, another thing he suggested watching was Copcraft. Not copcraft. Yeah, not necessarily for the show, but he was saying it's also great. He's like, it's it's like if Bright, that uh, awful Netflix movie. He's like, it's yeah. like if that was actually good. Oh, because <laughs> it's like it's all right. It's a police drama in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. So, which I mean, it could it could very well be interesting. Yeah, but after bright, that that that's a taste in your mouth you don't want. Yeah, speaking of of cops and fantasy worlds, I got Astral Chain yesterday, which is the new oh, and? the newest platinum game. That is the worst start to any platinum game I've ever played. Like, he- really heavy on the on the boring cutscenes and and tutorial segments, and a lot of walking around doing busy work. I was like, whoa. I didn't see this coming. That was like the first. That's not flat. Yeah, I know. And I was like, it was supervised by Kamiya, Hideki Kamiya, the guy who mm-hmm. directed uh, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta 1, Okami, Beautiful Joe. Like a dude mm-hmm. who knows what he's doing. Also, Wonderful 101. Everyone should should play Wonderful 101 at least once in their life. But uh, <laughs> like, he, I, I, I thought, like, I remember seeing his name in the original trailer, which is the only thing I watched. I was already sold. I don't. I don't watch additional trailers, but mm-hmm. this is not right, and, and it's not because of a change in genre or anything. Because it is. It has like side quests, and there's some a lot of RPG elements. There's like leveling up. There's a a a, a city that you free roam around in as a cop. Um, mm-hmm. so it's 
but none of that justifies how ridiculously slow this game is. So, <clears throat> yeah, Dang. I'm hoping that changes. The, I got to a point where I like was fighting a boss, and they at the end of the boss fight they almost have this like, uh, this this preview montage of all of the new legions you can get, and the legion is like your 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 police stand basically in this game. <laughs> uh, they have a montage of all the different ones you could get. And I was like, okay, maybe that's where the depth is going to come in because the combat mm. is also extremely shallow. You have like one melee combo and then a uh, one ranged weapon, but you have to switch to the ranged weapon. It's not like in Devil May Cry or Bayonetta where you have, you know, like melee buttons and then another button is a dedicated uh, like gun button or anything. Right. But so wait, there's only like one combo? Yeah, and you attack with the right trigger, which is not intuitive for like, That's you know, a combo focused game. Yeah. However, I did notice there's some cool options in the menu. There's one to use a fixed camera when in combat, and I was like, "That's interesting. That's that's like a throwback." And then huh. there's another option to um like make the camera automatically lock on the enemy you are attacking right now, which is something I think I'm going to turn on because the lock-on in this game is really bad. I try to use it, and then it'll just randomly switch to whoever it wants me to, to fight right now, whether or not I'm uh. done fighting the current one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really frustrating. <clears throat> uh, it kind of reminds me of the DMC reboot, where it didn't have lock-on, and it kind of just did what it wanted to as far as who it was yeah. going to focus on. But, yeah, uh, not... Not a great start, but I'm hoping that uh, just more depth is introduced because I think that'll make it tolerable, all the cutscenes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, it's also, I think, the first time Platinum has done something that I don't think has a place. I think maybe it served a purpose a long time ago, but I don't think this is useful anymore unless you're just using it as an excuse to be lazy. And that is the silent protagonist. I find that completely useless. And I think the reason was because you can customize your character in this. Like you, yeah. but what you customize is their eye color, their skin color, and their hairstyle. That's all you customize. Everything else is the same. You can also pick male or female. However, <clears throat> if you pick male, the female character is in the game as your twin sister and vice versa. And they are fully voiced and they have a personality. And I'm just like, why not just, Use that same voice actor and personality and give it to the character you're playing. I. That's really weird. Yeah, I, 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 I just, like, I just straight up I disagree mean, with the decision. <clears throat> like, um, I mean, Saints Row. Oh yeah. Three, like they had all, like seven different voices. Uh, they had, they had three, they had three different male voices. They had three different female voices, and then they had oh um, Nolan North. Nolan North. <laughs> <laughs> he was a separate option, and it was the same thing for uh, Saints Row Four. Yeah, <laughs> and I like how it was spelled out, Nolan North. That's such an inside joke for like the gaming industry because Nolan North is like in every single uh, American developed video game. Gosh, I'm the. Saints Row 3 and 4, at least, I haven't played Gat Out of Hell, but 3 and 4, at least, can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, I need to play Gat Out of Hell. I have two versions of it. I have the 360 version and the Xbox One version. I need to just get on it, man. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I don't get that. However, 
it, it, another thing that where it's weird is that this character clearly has like they're a specific person with a specific mm-hmm. arc that they're gonna go on, and something that was I thought was kind of interesting, kind of cool, was that there is an anime intro in this game, like it stops oh. the action after the first uh, mission, and it plays. What is it exactly like an anime OP where it's like showing the cast members and like uh, credits and uh-huh. stuff and like uh, it's got like a theme song that it's playing and it's a vocal theme song and I'm like oh baby so I'm hoping it's going back <clears throat> to what we were talking exactly. about exactly <laughs> I'm hoping this uh, gets way better than the way it started it's possible it just has a Twilight Princess esque opening where it's just bad and slow and and you just have to suffer through it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I can, I can imagine that, that, that last, uh, that last mission is going to oh, be yeah. a banger. <laughs> that, that last boss fight is probably gonna, probably gonna kill, but yeah, I, I'm hoping so. Yeah. <clears throat> so you do anything interesting. You just want to get into the, get into well, the anime. I haven't really done any anything interesting. I work at a university, and so uh, this was like the second week of classes, and man, it was just hell. <laughs> you you doing like um, it's like basically tech support, right? Yeah, I, I work on both student and uh, teacher computers. Faculty. Yeah, yeah, and so so that wasn't really the main issue. It was uh, so we also go to the rooms that are having issues, like the classrooms. Mm-hmm. And so that was just constant and it's <laughs> yeah. a pretty large campus. So we're like running all over, just trying to figure out these. It was awful. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like other than work, it's more like I get home and I am just like exhausted. So like I'll throw on an episode of anime or something yeah. and, we'll, and just relax a little bit. So Nothing too crazy this week. I haven't relaxed in a year, and I've never mm. felt better. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this, but I don't relax anymore. I learned that it's not for me. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't remember us talking about this. Yeah, I, I, I. I so you know, cabin fever. I get that mm-hmm. twelve seconds into relaxation. <laughs> like I have to be working on something, <laughs> or uh, I just I get I get miserable, uh, and I've noticed. Mm-hmm. There's always something I can do that satisfies me, no matter where I am. It could be as yeah. easy as just reading up on something, and I cannot consider it relaxation. I have to consider it as this is something I want to learn and I want to know and I will use later. So, yeah, yeah, that that's what I've that's what I've turned into. <laughs> <laughs> just a working machine. Yeah, well, and I kind of <laughs> have to because right now, you know, I'm I'm out of work with a with an injury. So if I mm-hmm. was just here with nothing to occupy me, I think I, I, I would actually lose my mind. So You'd go stir crazy like I did when I was grounded as many times as I was <laughs> oh, back yeah. in the day. Oh, <laughs> dude, but that one, that one big one, there was a big one. Uh, Where I put the lighter fluid on the floor and lit it on fire yeah. in the basement? <laughs> Where you were, you were <laughs> losing your mind as a pyromaniac <laughs> and you were near uh, 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 fuel. That can be ignited. Yeah. My mom came downstairs and was like, what's that burning smell? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Didn't I, like, I I was able to visit you shortly after that. Did Mm -hmm. did the terms change? Because you were clearly coming to the edge. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't. Th- that that whole time in my life was kind of a blur. <laughs> I, I think there was an element of your parents were just like, I think we should let someone come over for a little bit. <laughs> I don't want the house to burn down. But yeah, no, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. That's what I. That's what I kind of started feeling like when I first got this injury. I was like, oh, I need to do something. Which actually, one of the things that motivated me to start this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking of yeah. starting this, maybe let, let's start this. Maybe we should go ahead and do it. Yeah, and I think, um, <laughs> like, see, last week was was an anomaly. We we started off on mm-hmm. cannon busters and then got through the other stuff. What we had like decided to switch to was. We switch to the current stuff, and then we get to the older stuff at the, at the tail end of the show. Right. So you want to do uh, Doctor Stone, Co- uh, Doctor Stone, Fire Force, or Astra first? Uh, since we're currently catching up on Astra, we'll we'll, we'll put that on that later in with the, with the older yeah, ones. Yeah. So we'll we'll go with the, um, the current right now. So Doctor Stone episode nine or Fire Force episode eight? Let's do let's do Doctor Stone first. Okay. So w- once again, it's just great. It's just yep. fantastic. Uh, they aren't losing momentum, and things are happening fast. Not at all. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really surprised at the way that they're able to keep this momentum going. Like I'm not that I think that they're going to run out of ideas because clearly these writers are competent. Yes. But every episode, I'm like, man, I have no idea what they're gonna do. Yeah, and there's there's. It's so good. There's things in the plot that are constantly happening one after another. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to be able to, you know, uh, take a step back and, and focus on, like, a character moment for a show. Right. This show's character moments are plot things moving forward. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I guess a word for that would be it's highly efficient. So Senku would be proud of, of how it's being written. I was written. just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it, it, whatever happens uh, everything that's necessary is happening at the same time and it's it hasn't over it hasn't overcomplicated things yet. I was worried that they were going to start it, things were going to get a little noisy when he laid out his like roadmap on mm-hmm. all the things he needed to do and like okay, and here's how we're going to get here. I was thinking this is going to turn into uh you know, the heist prep scene in a heist movie, and it's just going to be full episodes of that, and that can get a little chaotic and forgettable because there's too many things happen, happening. Right. But they've, like, they're going step by step on their projects they're doing, and then while that's happening, we're getting character moments. And it's... Yeah. It's just entertaining. It's... Uh, and <clears throat> a lot of people like to use it's just entertaining or I was entertained as... Uh, you know, um, um, a very low effort endorsement of something they, that mm-hmm. they just might not think is the best, but it's like, well, I was entertained though. This mm-hmm. is very entertaining and it stays entertaining. Like Dr. Stone episodes don't seem to have slumps. No, they really don't No, Like they're packed full of stuff. Like there, yeah, there's and- so much that happens. The pacing of the show is is very reminiscent of like what uh what Senku was saying about like how technology builds on technology. Yeah. And so like things just are starting to move even faster. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like, I have I have a feeling that the like the next couple of episodes, it's just gonna keep the ball rolling. Like it's it's just gonna keep going. Yeah. And uh it's like 
what he talked about last week with the um <clears throat> this I was able to make this so quickly because of the the technology I made that one time. It's like mm-hmm. so the the writing, the rules you're establishing, the character elements you're establishing, you don't have to keep reestablishing that. You just work off of what you already had, move forward. Right. Uh, and it it's made it to where Doctor Stone doesn't feel like a show you can jump in on halfway through. No. And each episode feels like a snippet or a segment of a uh, of what feels like one story. Like mm-hmm. I surprisingly, we didn't move to the B story at any point during this. I know. Like it seems like Doctor Stone is just the A story. And we keep going forward with the A story. That's different. Like, that's that's not normal with uh, what I would assume out of this kind of this, this kind of narrative, I guess, where you clearly mm-hmm. had other main characters who broke off to go somewhere else. Right. But it is normal for a shonen anime where you kind of focus on the main character and what he's doing right now. And the only time you check in on the other characters is when he's in the room or when it's like immediately leading up to something that's going to involve him. Like Naruto is about Naruto. So if there's things going on without Naruto, um, or no, that's actually not true at all. I just thought about that. Not Naruto jumps all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Maybe this isn't totally normal. I guess yeah, and like Dragon Ball also jumps all over the place with multiple different storylines going at once. Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, like My Hero. Does My Hero jump around a lot? My Hero kind of has the All Might story and it has the Deku story, and then you get okay. you you get kind of specific character moments where it'll focus on you know someone from the the huge cast for like yeah uh like a like a like two thirds of an episode at most normally like. There was one part where it had like a strong focus on Todoroki. Then like one time That's it had a strong right. focus on Bakugo. But normally Deku is involved. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, huh. And normally when you're learning about All Might, it's it's through the lens of Deku learning something about All Might. So it's it's still hmm. quite focused on Deku, but it branches out more than this. Okay, so no, so this is oddly focused on Senku and his story. Like we haven't seen Taiju and. Three episodes now? Is it three or is it four? It's been a while. It has been a while. Okay, yeah, it has but been three. This is the third episode with, with no... Uh, they at least no mentioned him. You. He's named. So is Yuzuriha yes. and Tsukasa. They're all named, finally, because we get that guy. That um, magician, or, or he says the mentalist. Yeah. Who, yeah. who is, like, obviously the first new character from Tsukasa's camp. <clears throat> Who doesn't have any allegiance? He's and, a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he, he he has a quote where he's like, I'm the world's most shallow man. Mm-hmm. You kind of get the feeling that he's, you know, just there to go with whoever wins. And if yeah, you'll and notice... Then, then, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, he himself was like, no matter, like, who I have to dispose of, I will be the winner. Yeah, so he he's decided he's going to win. Like he's going mm-hmm. to be the main, the, the you know the the last fight after these two have weakened themselves. But I don't think he's right. I I don't think he's even close to being right because if you'll notice, 
very quickly he's already being used. And oh he, yeah, because he was totally manipulated. <laughs> yeah, he he's very useful because he he's good at lying, but mm-hmm. because he has no allegiances, he has no uh like aspiration or goal or anything. He's mm-hmm. he can be used by by whoever is, I guess whoever is principled and driven at the time, can just use him for for whatever they want, and whoever can offer him the most, which, like. Let's be honest, Senku will always be able to offer him the most. Because, whether he knows it or not. <laughs> whether he knows it or not, yeah. <laughs> because Sen- Senku, like, <clears throat> hard work and all that produces good stuff. Yeah. Like, that. that's that's what we're talking about in this show. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not stuck in one place like Sukasa mm-hmm. is. Sukasa is struggling to maintain one thing, and he's going to try and destroy everything moving forward. That mm-hmm. that is only appealing to those who are resentful. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, this guy might be resentful. We don't know too much about his background, but he also also seems very flexible. Like he'll just he he he's kind of cowardly in his flexibility. Like he'll just bend to whatever. Yeah, he'll go where the wind's blowing. Uh, right. He won't stand against anything. I guess unless or unless. Uh. Well. Yeah. Yeah. He won't. He won't stand in place. He won't stand against something. So he's not principled, and it kind of means that inevitably he has to go to Senku's side unless Sukasa shows up and is an immediate physical threat with no way of stopping him. Then, of course, he's on Sukasa's side. Yeah. But as a result, it, it makes it to where he gets used by other people. He, he cannot be a leader. So that's why I think he's wrong in assuming he's going to be the one that's left or, you know, he needs to dispose of someone. I don't think he's capable yeah, but at least he, we haven't seen that capability yet. That's true. He 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 might be very competent in some way that can be highly dangerous. And and they mm-hmm. they kind of make him out to be like that when he's first introduced, but then mm-hmm. frequently they undercut that where he's trying to oh, be yeah. menacing, but it's like played off as a joke. So yeah, I also like how Kohaku immediately is like this guy's full of it. <laughs> Like, the second he shows up. So, he's actually not very convincing as a deceiver. He immediately... And I I love the phrase that she uses, the the fact that his words carry as much weight as a feather. Yeah, (laughs) that that was a good line. And uh, he's not like, you know, the silver-tongued Loki. I'm sure he'd Mm -hmm. like to be. But, like, Loki ended up getting a reputation... And that's what made people question him. But he was still able to get anyone to do what he wanted because he was actually good at it. This guy, I right. don't think he's actually good at it. He's just a magician. <laughs> <laughs> so I could be wrong, though. Maybe he's holding something back. But yeah. y- you get the feeling that he wasn't in that, that last shot, which was mind-blowing. I don't know if we want to jump right to that. No, no, I was going to say, I keep wanting to, but I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, also, this guy's name is Gen, or uh, Gen. As- Asagiri okay. Gen. So, Gen, we can refer to him as Gen. He, he's basically yeah. the, the wannabe Loki in, in, in caveman <laughs> world. <laughs> Man, what? <laughs> now that we've started to see more and more characters... <laughs> Senku definitely is not the weirdest. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he actually fits right in with his his wacky Jack and Daxter hairstyle. Uh, so, 
okay, hang on. I'm, I'm trying to go through my notes. Some of the stuff I put in out of order. Dang it. Okay. But, uh, yeah. There was one thing I noticed where when they, at the very beginning of the episode, where Senku and the the colony of science bring the ramen to the uh, the village, mm-hmm. and everyone's enjoying it, and they're it's kind of like anyone who eats the ramen has to work. And yeah. everyone's like, the ramen's freaking worth it, dude. This is like, th- <laughs> this is, this is like nectar from the heavens. Yeah. And then the, uh, the, the village elders or whatever are talking about like, should we go eat? Like, can we eat? And it's like, well, mm-hmm. and, and you can tell the elder is the reason he's conflicted is because authoritarians can't allow outsiders to help their people. Yeah. There's that, that pow, that, that unspoken power struggle. It's like, no, I should be the one providing for my people. Yes. Which identifies that clearly the end goal is not to provide for your people. This is mm-hmm. the difference where I think you have, uh, an authoritarian and a father figure where the father figure their their only goal is to provide and and like mm-hmm. help help their their children grow or whatever the authoritarian is to feign that to like say okay well i can provide this but you're he's not allowed to let other people provide yeah that that's why they are isolated that's why they don't let outsiders in it's not yep. entirely because they fear that the outsiders could have you know bad intentions, which they clearly do fear. And that's, that's the, that's the logical fear. That's the one where it's like, okay, yeah, you should be skeptical of these random people showing up with spooky technology. It's like, they could be spooky noodles. Yeah. (laughs) They could be trying to take over, you know, they could have evil motives, but the other part of it is this, this can't, a good thing can't happen. If a good thing happens, then I lose power. And it's such a, it's such a, uh, um, I don't want to say selfish because that's obvious. Like, obviously it's selfish, but it's like, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a misunderstanding. You, you, you're, you're not thinking in a, in a wide enough scope. You're thinking yeah. in this moment, I will immediately lose my influence, but you don't think about in the grand scheme where it's like, well, I helped them for this long. There's now something else that can help them. What I should do is embrace that. And if I mm-hmm. don't remain in power, to just let let the power move where where it needs to go and just be like well I'm still here I'm still going to you know try to do what I'm best at <clears throat> yeah you know not only is this show like moving at a breakneck pace through technology and all that but it's moving at, like at a breakneck pace through th- like uh human relationship and power uh power structures and things like that. it's constantly like analyzing yeah and i think all these different things about humanity and the development of humanity yeah and like framing it in a stone age is the best way to get through that quickly because mm-hmm. there's not much to it and the thing is in reality there's not much to it <laughs> like we, we just added you know a few extra a few hundred extra pages of laws to go around what is basically the same system right so um, yeah, like this, this setting benefits the, the pacing. Yeah. 
and the, oh gosh, it's so I, the pacing is great, man. It's just lightning it's so fast. Uh, also, I noticed something. Speaking of lightning, continue. Yeah, well, speaking of lightning, um, Senku talks about uh, uh, that guy at NASA who discovered that you could create magnets with lightning, and he mm-hmm. names him. He, he he says he credits uh, some guy named Waluski at, Na- at NASA, and it says NASA New Mexico, and it's like then it's got a little chibi version of this guy, you know, who uh, created Magnus with lightning. Yeah, and I was like, that's I don't know why I got stuck on that, but it seemed really important the way that that Senku framed that because it's not the way that some people would frame it. Some people would say America. Or some people would just say NASA. Mm-hmm. But he specifically credits the guy who did it. And it's like, Senku recognizes the accomplishments of individuals while recognizing humanity as a whole. And this is something that uh, Pendulette has said, where he's mm-hmm. like, he doesn't like to think of himself as an American because mm-hmm. he's like, if we're grouping ourselves we're either grouping our, we're, we're, we're either saying just me or all of us. Those are the two useful ones in his head. And seems like Senku understands that, where he, he yeah. believes and wants to save all of humanity, or he believes in and wants to save all of humanity, but he specifically also will, will recognize individuals. Yeah. Not and just that, NASA, that not, been... not just America, but Waluski. The guy yeah. who did it. And that has been shown throughout the show because, like, he, he recognizes who these people are and what they're good at. Like, he recognizes the individual. Yeah, like, like and uh, Kinro and Ginro, the two mm-hmm. brothers who are like, I love that this is like an almost like Looney Tunes esque role that they have where they're just mm-hmm. like going in and out of like being able to be like convinced to help and then they don't want to help. And they're like, you know, yeah. rules are rules. But then, you know, he kept his golden spear because he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I I like how, uh, once again, I, I said this last week, but, like, Senku's, like, the colony of science is going to take all types. Like, I want everyone to join because everyone mm-hmm. is useful. You all have something to provide. And then they keep getting into situations where they need someone specific. Like, Senku yeah. literally can't do this on his own. And yeah. that's what would have made him an insufferable uh, Mary Sue. But it's frequently not the case. He actually less often, like with each episode, there's things that he just can't do. I mean, not yeah. less often. More often, he's running into situations where he's like, I need help. I can't do this. And it's not just manpower, which this the main thing about this one was like, we need manpower. Food gets you manpower. Manpower gets you steel. But right. um, yeah, he's like, I, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I need other people to help me. That would have made him yeah. a Mary Sue, and I'm so glad that he's just he's critically flawed, and he needs people's help. And it makes it to where the characters that are helping him get to be more than just filling a role. Like they mm-hmm. actually have goals and uh, like specifics about them that he has to kind of meet and uh, facilitate. Yeah. Because cause it's give and take, of course. I don't envy his <clears throat> leadership position, but man, he is taking it in stride. Yeah, I also don't think he's going to want it for very much longer. I think 
what's going to appoint a leader. Yeah, well, not even appoint them, but they'll just grow into the leadership position and he'll, mm-hmm. he will be science guy. You know, he'll, he'll be the, the, the mad scientist on the team. And I like how they keep talking, like Kohaku keeps pointing out, you look like a villain. Like you're making a scary face. He's he's the mad scientist character. You know he's not, you know the uh, uh, the guy you put out front to mm-hmm. to get people to follow you, <clears throat> or rather, not the guy you put out front because that's a puppet. The guy who walks out front, the guy right. who, who faces the people to talk to them. He's he's not that guy. No, and he's way too blunt. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that that's that's gotten in his way frequently, yeah. and like. <laughs> He made trouble by just trouble for himself by just stealing a piece of that bridge. Yeah, like, that or, was creating when, unnecessary trouble. Or when the girl came up to him and was like, "What kind of women do you like? Women who will uh, help me out with the furnace?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like you're not. That's not helping. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think what's going to happen, maybe not soon. Or, or mm-hmm. I, I think it's just the kind of thing that ends up happening in this scenario is Senku stops being the face of, of the science colony or whatever. <clears throat> and I think Chrome helps that. Chrome, Chrome seems to be automatically more relatable and more likable to the other mm-hmm. people in the village. And it probably helps that Chrome is from where they're from. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So far... Still great, and every episode, I'm just begging for more. Yeah, I, I, I put down a couple notes. I liked the uh, electricity born with a bang. That was a good line. Mm. Uh, with science, humanity defeated the night. Yep. Oh, mm. Gosh, so many freaking goosebumps this episode. I know. Also, that part where... Uh, Kohaku like yeeted that spear and like spun and slammed it into the ground. I was just yeah. like, my note was just Kohaku is so hot, dude. <laughs> she's just she's just killing it in every episode. It's like, does something need to be done? All right, it's getting done. <clears throat> but yeah, so that last shot where he's where he creates like basically an Edison bulb with a thin strip of bamboo and a magnet. Mm. And like it lights up, like, and everyone's just like in awe. And then ah. it shows it, like, it goes out into space, and you see Japan, and just that light shows up. When it did that, I was, <clears throat> mm, I was just coated in goosebumps. Oh, there were tears. <laughs> I was tearing up slightly because <laughs> it's just like, dude, this just makes me love where I live. Or I should say more specifically, when I live. Yeah. Like, all of this stuff is freaking amazing. And he's like, humanity conquered the 24-hour day. And it's like, mm. you don't hear people talk about us like this. Yeah, <laughs> like, like <clears throat> when you said last week, like, hum- or was, was it last week? I think it was last week. When you were like, this show is just like, humanity is awesome. <clears throat> I think that might have been a few weeks ago. Was it a few weeks ago? <clears throat> but yeah, just that that whole sentiment of just yeah. It's like, dude, look at what we've done, and Humans why did, are awesome. <laughs> and why did we do it? It wasn't it wasn't for power. It was actually mm-hmm. in spite of those who wanted power that we got all of this right. stuff done. Like, just wanting power is how you get isolationism and like <clears throat> Sukasa wanting to keep things from getting better and authoritarians who don't want others to make things better. They only want all the good things to come from them. 
that is what wow. uh, th- that's that's what just going for power creates. Yeah, but when you have collaboration and cooperation, you get so you get technology. Much you you get the standard of living. You get you get things speeding up. Like we can now do more with with less because people have already laid the foundation from before. And then I think right. uh, <clears throat> this has slowed down recently. But Moore's Law, you know what that is, right? Uh, I think so. Isn't that the, the <laughs> principle that technology advances, like, exponentially? Kind of. It, it, it was more like uh, the amount of... Oh, shoot. I can't remember what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a technical, like, computer thing. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to search this up, because I don't want to misspeak. Moore's Law. Moore's Law is the opposite. It's the observation that the number of transistors in a dense integrated circuit doubles about every two years. So every two years, it has doubled. So yes, it is exponential. Um, I think that's actually slowed down recently, but it's just that's just in the context of uh, uh, computers, like integrated mm-hmm. circuits. We're still yeah. doing the same thing in other places. So it's still you know exponential um, growth in technology. Yeah. And it's why things seemed quite slow <laughs> at first, and things just seem to to have sped up recently. It's like, nah, they've been speeding up at about the same rate. It's yeah. just that that rate is you know it's constantly getting faster and faster, and it's why when I was a little kid, you know, cyborgs were something way out into the future, and then now people already have like cybernetic uh, prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Where they can like control fingers and stuff with their mind. Dude, like, there's a dude. There's a dude uh, in. I think. <clears throat> I think it's uh, Finland or something like that. <clears throat> he has he has a cybernetic implant in his head so that he can hear colors. I don't know why you would need this, huh. but it is very interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I wonder yeah. what you could use that for. I'm sure dude's it's got cyb- some kind of application, but yeah. Dude's, dude's a cyborg and can hear colors. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know LASIK eye surgery? Mm. That's kind mm-hmm. of freaking nuts. Yeah. And uh, it's not even it's not even that expensive. Like, I remember back in the day when all the reality TV stars like uh, uh, Jessica Simpson were getting LASIK eye surgery, and it was, you know, this this big, expensive Beverly Hills type thing. To improve mm-hmm. your eyesight, and then it's just like I, I I have a friend from college who got LASIK eye surgery, and it's like yeah I'm just gonna take a day off it. of work and go and go get laser surgery. Yeah, to improve my eyesight for God's sake, like it, it's so crazy. And I, I I think it's it it seems wrong how often I don't hear this. How often, how, how often I'm just bombarded with how bad humanity is and all the mm. things we're doing wrong. And the thing is, we have to have problems that we're going to solve. There's always going to be problems where we got to improve right. things. But that's all you hear. You just hear about things being bad. And, like, this is the new worst dictator in this third world country ever. But, like, yeah. and the fact that um, violent crime has never been lower but the reporting of violent crime has never been higher. So people think the world is more dangerous and, and violent when it mm-hmm. is literally not. 
There yeah. has never been less violence. And the, pa- the fact that like people are going crazy about this Amazon rainforest fire that happens every single year. Mm-hmm. But we just noticed it this time because we're running out of problems. Like, here's a new problem that we can, you know, we can now start trying to fix. But it was happening every freaking year until now. It's And everyone's like, no one's reporting on this. I'm like, no one reported on it for years. Now everyone's reporting on it. Because there's not something worse going on right now. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah uh, life's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and look that's... at the season of anime. Things are just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but this show, this show does such a good job of like making you just think and love what you're surrounded by. Yeah. And it like, I don't mm. know how it affects other people, but it motivates me. Mm-hmm. It makes me think. I am literally standing on the shoulders of giants. I can do stuff that's amazing. I just have to do it. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about starving. I, I, I just don't have to worry about that. Yeah. It's not like I'm rich. I'm literally not. <laughs> I'm unemployed <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm out of work because of a work-related injury. I'm not going to starve. In fact, I'm struggling to lose weight. <laughs> like, I'm having to, I'm having to fast. I'm having to create scarcity of the food. I'm having to do intermittent fasting in order for me to lose weight. <clears throat> like, Dang. you know that uh, Italian food didn't exist until Italians moved to America? So there's this, this the glorious return of Good Eats by Alton Brown. It came mm-hmm. back. And the first episode is on YouTube. It's for free. Everyone should go watch it because that show is incredible. And Alton Brown, he he is the rock star of Food Network. I'm convinced he's the the greatest chef-entertainer hybrid there's ever been. The show is amazing. And he talks about the origins of Italian food. And more specifically, it's about chicken parmesan, which is – and that's an American dish. But, like, there were no tomatoes in Italy until after they moved to America. Tomatoes did not exist. There was no what? tomato sauce. There was no marinara. None of that existed. Spaghetti and meatballs with tomato sauce? That didn't exist in Italy. That was started in America because no one could afford meat in Italy. They come to America and there's so much meat that they just start putting it in everything. And then they get introduced to tomatoes. So anything with meat and tomatoes that's on the Italian menu... That's American food. What? How freaking amazing I, is that? I, I, my whole life is a lie. I, man, the wool has been pulled from off yeah. of my eyes. <laughs> and it made me realize, dude, how recent are the, are these changes in what we can eat and what we have available? And like, think about like Mexican cuisine. Mm-hmm. Mexico is a relative is almost as young as America is like that's a young country and they have this very specific kind of food that, in my opinion, is absolutely amazing and mm-hmm. it's quite easy to make. Like you can go get a couple things at the grocery store and make authentic Mexican food. It's kind of hard to make authentic French cuisine, but Cajun Cajun's pretty easy to make, and it's amazing. And they all involve meat, which was not something you could just go have back in the day. As recent as, like, the 1800s, meat was uncommon. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, like, you were you were living it up 
if you could afford to have beef every day. Anyone can just have beef every day now. We're overburdened with the amount of food we have. And uh, I think I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast where they were talking about how uh, information is like calories. Like, back in the day, like, we had to get as many calories as we could mm-hmm. as we could find because we were going to, you know, we didn't know how much longer we were going to have calories or how much longer we were going to live. These days, we're freaking counting calories. We have to we have to try not yeah. to eat too much food. <clears throat> Obesity is a bigger problem than starvation. And uh, world hunger is going away at a rapid rate. Like the rate at which it's disappearing is is astonishing. <clears throat> like uh, uh, and technology, I think I've talked about this, but like the economy in Africa is booming mm-hmm. right now. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, like they're getting computers. They're getting connected to the internet. People are getting educated. And everything's getting better. And, and the, the warlords are disappearing. Because that's what happens when the people get information. Man. Dr. I'm so Stone. freaking excited, dude. Dr. Stone is so freaking relevant. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, I'm excited about third world countries getting better technology. Because you know what that means? That means new inventions from people that wouldn't have the ch- wouldn't have had the chance to invent things at the time, and new expressions of culture like mm, oh yeah, that's, that's oh, gonna be god, good. Oh god, yes, that's gonna we, be good. We're gonna get new kinds of food invented. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about that. God, I need to lose weight. All right, <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's that's just about all I got to say about uh, Doctor Stone. My God, yeah. Mm-mm. So, uh, can't wait for the next episode. Yep, once again, every single week. I can't wait every for more Doctor Stone. <laughs> so, we if we move on to Fire Force now, we good? Good to go? I think we're good. I think we're good. So this episode, this is the most insanely dark episode of Fire Force there's ever been. Uh huh. And might possibly be one of the darkest episodes of anime I've ever watched. Mm. Like th- this was actually horrifying, and. uh I did not call it. I did not call who was going to be the, 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 you know, the person yeah. creating Infernals from Company One. I didn't call who it was. And this makes me think, actually, okay, it doesn't get Burns off the hook. Yeah, Burns no, is, not quite. Burns is responsible for this guy. But it turned yeah, and out. And Burns also is kind of a, kind of, there's some, there's something weird yeah, aside from like the whole buggy infernal thing oh yeah i i I feel like this is not this has not been completely explained quite yet Mm -hmm. but they reveal in fire force that infernals can be created with this specific bug getting into people's system and uh they reveal who the problem was in company one at least you know who who Mm -hmm. the most obvious problem was and it's rekka who's the Starry-eyed. Yeah, starry-eyed, over-the-top, positive one. And I noticed, this is this is interesting. You know, I'll, I'll get to this later, but he embodies something that I, I am so glad we get to talk about. But uh, my first note on Fire Force Episode 8 was, payphones are so cool, dude. They need to come back. <laughs> There's just something <laughs> so cool and stylish about using a payphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also probably thinking that because of Devil May Cry 5 and like payphones oh, are, okay. are a specific thing in that game. And 
you know, you get, you get everyone's cool animations about you know putting er, putting in the the uh, the, the coin and like flipping the phone onto their ear, and I'm just like, ah, I want to use a payphone right now, <laughs> even though it's impractical and silly. But it's yeah. like I have no reason to. But I, I want literally it. no reason. I don't even know where one is. <laughs> I don't think I live anywhere near a payphone. But yeah, they're cool. Uh, but yeah. Really interesting thing that's talked about in the very beginning of the episode, which is kind of relevant to what you were saying. Some infernals are different. Mm-hmm. So some of the infernals, uh, Princess noticed, were sharing DNA with another organism. And it was specifically, she found out it was DNA from one kind of bug. So some of the infernals have this bug. Others don't. Right. So Some of them are just natural forming, unfortunate souls. Yeah, so it's not like the whole infernal thing has now, you know, been flipped on its head and it's like now we know how to stop it. It's mm-hmm. some of them that we've now figured out and we can identify some of the bad actors. You know, we can identify that there is a bad actor in the midst when these infernals are sharing DNA with this bug. Right. So <clears throat> we're still moving the story forward, but we haven't blown it up yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, still this pacing. It feels really fast. Like, we didn't have to wait long for an answer. No, not not at all. <clears throat> and I, I liked the scene where they suspected uh, uh, Kareem. Mm-hmm. And, like, they kind of, they broke into his dorm and found that, uh, found that vial containing the bug. And he was waiting for him. And he's like, you guys are on the same trail I am. That uh, was a cool it, scene. I- I didn't know whether to trust him or not still, though. Yes, of course. Well, I still don't know whether to trust him. But yeah. um, he he does seem like... I don't know. It, it, it was funny how, at the time, I, I was willing to think he was the guy more so than Rekka. But then mm-hmm. when you see it in action, it's like, I don't know why I thought that to begin with. Rekka is obviously the villain. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this, <clears throat> this dude's crazy. Yeah, and like he, he's like... One of those situations where it's like, if you're anything other than happy, then you're you're the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he doesn't understand how that works. But, um, oh my gosh. I got, like, I got proper unsettled by uh, Tamaki, the, the cat girl, working for him. I was like, what is yeah, going I, on? I did too. I was like, was the entire intro, was that just, like, a throwing you off? To be fair, I mean, I started thinking, is this, like, the second intro for Kill a Kill, which is just a ruse? Like, oh man, you're that right. second intro for Kill a Kill happens, I think, two episodes before the big twist. And it's irrelevant from then on. The second half of that show has an intro that is lying to you. So, I was thinking, oh, no. <laughs> Tamaki's... Tom, I was like thinking Tomaki might actually be the main villain, <clears throat> but no, you nope. definitely get the feel that uh, she was being used because she's a little too trusting. She's she's a little too quick to believe in someone. And yeah. uh, which uh, that whole that whole manipulation uh, is just oh, uh. this was this was very hard to watch. Like mm-hmm. I I don't I I don't think I can undersell this like. This reminded me of this. Like this remind reminded me of any scene in like you know a hard R, like like a Tarantino movie where where the villain is establishing that they're a, vil- a villain. You mm-hmm. know, it's like the, the the first act of the Punisher. Mm, yeah. Like it's it's very hard to watch. 
because you're just seeing the bad guys get away with it. And that 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 puts a pit in your gut where it's like you feel like you want to do something. And that that that's a sign that the story is doing its job because you're not outright right. rejecting it and thinking it's silly. It's actually making you feel bad like you want to help but it's like this isn't real dude what are you freaking crazy <laughs> <laughs> like man what am i <laughs> but yeah uh Rekka is a sociopath yeah and i'm not entirely sure like i i don't know if he's dead at the end of this episode <laughs> but i don't know if we know what his motive was he kind of just seems insane and like he's one track minded and has become obsessed with this idea. Well, so he's working for the evangelist. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you got the feeling that there's something else going on, going on but uh, what he's doing didn't seem that productive. Like, it seemed like he might even be a radical within the faction he's working for. Yeah, I. Th- so here's my <laughs> theory. I think, so he's working for the evangelist, um, and so they keep wanting to he's wanting to make this like the pilot light or something like that. I can't remember what exactly it was. Called. It, it's, it's very culty. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, I have a feeling that it's like a cult branch of the same church that sister, um, like that, that Iris the, was part yeah, of sister. I think Iris maybe, is part maybe of. it's just a culty branch of the same temple. Yeah. Like the whole, yeah, the like whole... that, the whole organization, <clears throat> church organization. Yeah, and we don't know who the evangelist is. The evangelist easily could be Burns. Like, he can't be ruled out yet. Because yeah. he does seem to like the idea that... I'm being led to believe that he likes the idea of being worshipped. And he's he's not there to, you know... Crap, I've forgotten about that, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 they imply that it could be misdirection, but they imply that... He's not necessarily there to to serve a higher power. He likes the idea that he might be the higher power. Right. Um, and that that's a very much like a cult leader thing, is to substitute the god for yourself. Yeah. And I but what I have uh, what my theory was is I I think that this pilot light or whatever they're calling is some form of like hybrid creature that would be able to like command the uh the the infernal infer, infernals yeah the the cult needs soldiers yeah and it needs uh, a weapon in order to gain power so i yeah they're they're doing a bunch of testing on innocent people to try to see who can hold it in and not turn infernal however and, bruh, that's not the way to do it yeah but but also <laughs> i i have a feeling that Rekka was um chosen he, he was singled out for this job because he is an unfeeling sociopath. I don't think the belief system drove him to this point because mm-hmm. the cult leader probably isn't going to go get their hands dirty and murder a bunch of innocent children and almost seem to like go out of their way to specifically target children like Rekka is. Yeah. Like, and, and, and Rekka clearly unaffected by the sounds of, of crying children like actually more annoyed than mm-hmm. anything. I don't think a cult can mess you up that bad that quickly. I'm pretty sure he was already this way. Yeah. And that's that's why they they identified him as like a recruit or something. Yeah. And that dude totally killed that mom. Oh yeah. Just, Just like on, right there. On screen m- murdered a mother who was like 
holding her child, and then just like unflinchingly turn, tries to turn a kid into an infernal. Which like, no, which and he knows that if it goes wrong, it could result in the kid's immediate well, it, uh, dispatch. Well, I don't think he cares. I think oh yeah, he, yeah, he likes both outcomes because he seemed excited to kill the mom when it didn't work for her. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure this guy would be just murdering people. This just gave him some way to rationalize it in some way. Yeah. Like, he already was going to be like that uh, that fireman from a previous episode who was basically just a serial killer. He was oh, already yeah, like him. in court. Yeah, but, th- but that one was more like a, a, a me, me, me sociopath where he's like, it's just about me. Like, if I save some people, I should be able to kill some people. Get out of my way. You know, uh, the kind of person who's like, they only see themselves as having any kind of work. He had no empathy. This guy clearly also doesn't have empathy, but has to kind of put a template on it to kind of to kind of uh, rationalize or justify whatever he's doing. Give himself like a routine, a ritual. Yeah, but he he also he also has a quote unquote purpose. And so that makes him much more dangerous. Yeah, (laughs) that actually makes him a bigger threat. Than someone who doesn't have a purpose. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, they take... Yeah, okay, so... so <laughs> the notes I wrote down, one of them was just like, this is insanely dark. Like, mm-hmm. this this is an extremely, like, pit of hell turn that the tone took. Yeah. And I'm not sure it wasn't there from the beginning, but I will say it did feel a bit jarring. It felt like the episode kind of established that it could go this dark and the episode that it goes this dark. Like, it didn't quite feel Mm. like it was leading here. But then I remembered Princess was kind of insane and, like, there was a torture scene on camera. So she was torturing someone. Yeah, I I didn't feel the... I didn't feel the the jarring... um, Like a a sharp dive into dark. I felt like it was already... Like there were there were definitely like deep dark corners of the world that you could just kind of presume, and this episode just like stared into the abyss. Yeah, but th- there that is uncommon to like not only to have these kinds of things happening, but to have the camera not cut away, which mm. the camera doesn't cut away. I think that's probably what shocked me. It was probably not the context; it was that this show hasn't cut away from this. Mm. So, yeah, this actually makes me, like, hesitant. It makes me, like, kind of walk back uh, watching this with my little sisters. Because, <laughs> uh, whoa, <laughs> I, I, I was uh, pitching it as a as a slightly more adult version of the same kind of thing that My Hero Academia would provide. It is mm-hmm. not like this is way, way darker than My Hero Academia. Like, um. It's not quite, you know, Attack on Titan levels, yeah. but this is, this was a big one. This is kind of hard to get around, and I'm assuming that it's only, like, this wasn't a one-time thing. Yeah, it... Because he's, he, he was, he's working with another group of people doing this stuff. Right. So it's probably going to get darker. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I, I don't think Wreck is dead at the end of that episode. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I absolutely don't, should be dead. <laughs> I don't think he is either. Well, one because I don't think that um, that <laughs> uh, 
Shinra? Shinra. There we go. I, I don't well, think that Shinra sh- would want to kill, to I'm kill not. Him. I'm not sure. I, I think that might actually be about to change. Because oh, you say want to. I think Shinra might want to kill this guy. Because of, of what he was doing. Mm. And there's c- probably a reason Tamaki is there. Mm-hmm. To maybe keep Talk him focused. Him yeah, because he's there alone. And he, he, he's there... Or he, he would be there alone otherwise. And and it when he was fighting Princess, there was the context of this is someone from Iris's childhood, and Iris is here. And Iris probably makes people not want to kill people in the same room as her. Right. <clears throat> but uh the way he like descended mm. with those like wings and like he he looked like a devil. And it, mm-hmm. I was like, I wrote down Shinra is the devil you need. Because it's like it's a good thing. De- it's a good thing Shinra showed up because he's going to obliterate this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the force that it gave you of him like crushing Rekka's head into the ground, Jeez. and that the impact was so intense. Um, Dude got that buried. Felt good. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. did. <laughs> Though <clears throat> I I have to say the the best moment for me in the show was when he looked at her and said, are you okay? And she said, no, that, that scene was was just, I feel like that was the most powerful moment of the show or of the episode so far. Yeah. Because who's going to write her to say no. Mm. She's obviously not okay after what just happened. Um, And that, that was exciting because Tamaki now has a clear character arc. Yeah. Where she was too afraid to act. Like, she was like, she felt immobilized. Uh, and like, she couldn't stop what was going on. That's going to change. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to be her character arc is, is not only kind of learning to not just trust the nearest hot guy, but also, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but also to, to not be, not, not be unable to move when something like this is happening. Because it, it wasn't just that she was shocked what was happening is that she was like genuinely afraid, like paralyzed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a character arc. We got ourselves a character arc right there, <laughs> <clears throat> which is yeah. good. Cause I'm not quite sure where we're going with Shino right now. He seems pretty dang powerful. Like that was a Goku moment where we just needed Shinra to show up and now everything's going to be okay. I have a feeling though they they kind of spared on the um on the animation this episode. Like there are a couple moments, but nowhere near as hefty as some of the episodes prior. I yeah, have a feeling true. that the coming episode is gonna be bonkers. Yeah, it's gonna be a big fight. That's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, and you know that uh, um, Kareem is gonna be involved because mm-hmm. before Kareem leaves. He's looking at that photo of him, Rekka, and some other dude, which I don't think has been introduced. Yeah. He had like a beard. I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Okay. So that something's gonna have to happen between Kareem and Rekka. And yeah, we're probably not done. We're probably gonna get a big action scene <laughs> before this is done with. Oh but yeah. This this episode was a lot of a lot of misery, and then a last-second, like, flash of hope at the end. I was thinking, I, I was looking at, like, the runtime. I was like, if this cuts b- 
before Shinra goes into that place, I'm actually going to be mad. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't. Yeah. He, he got to come in and get a satisfying stomp into the ground oh, of man, the villain. Curb stomp the dude. <laughs> yeah. So we at least got that. That was satisfying. Yeah. Oh, also, they introduced something. Does Shinra have a spider sense? Yeah, I was noticing that. Like that like little, his, like the, the ankles. Yeah. His cat, his shins. He's got a shin sense. A shins, if you will. Shinra's shins. <laughs> it's like he can either, he can either detect infernals or he can detect when someone's up to something. One of those is way more overpowered than the other one. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. It's not, it's kind of not explained. I think, I don't think it needs to be explained because, you know, he's just got a feeling. He's got, you know, a, a, uh, a gut um, feeling yeah, that you just know, happens like a, like a, to manifest in his calves. Yeah, he's got a, a chill up his spine, but it, it's almost in like... In his calves. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say maybe the, the, the hairs on his leg were twitching, but I don't think Sheena's lucky to have leg hair. I think there's too much fire going on. Yeah, no, it gets that, burnt off. Yeah, that's been singed off way too many times. So, hey, maybe it's the lack of leg hair that's helping him feel it. You know, like the airbenders, that's why they share, shave their heads so they can yeah. feel the wind. It's like, maybe that's the reason that I'm not a vigilante is because I don't shave my legs. <laughs> I can't detect danger. That's why everyone else is behind. But yeah, uh... Uh, that seems to just be an aspect that's been introduced, and I don't know if it needs to be explained until it starts being overpowered. Then maybe it needs to be like, okay, what are the limits of this? Yeah. Because I think, like I've mentioned before, the spider sense, that is what makes Spider-Man overpowered. Because he mm. can just, he, he basically can see into the future and predict what's coming next and just avoid any attack. Mm-hmm. That's why some people have to write it out in some way in order to write a story for Spider-Man. You got, you got to depower him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and also when you say Spider-Man is overpowered, people are like, what? No, he isn't. And you're like, <laughs> spider sense. Think about the spider sense. That is how he's overpowered. Yeah. When, when <clears> you <throat> said that, my knee jerk reaction was, no, he's not. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like he climbs on walls and swings around. Like, what about that is overpowered? I'm like, hey, hey, hey spider sense. He can see <laughs> That's the future. Ridiculous. Yeah, if you gave Batman the spider sense, he would not have to prepare for anything. Right. And that's, preparing is the thing Batman has to do to be the strongest person in the DC universe. (laughs) But Um, yeah. Oh, uh, this episode also showed a lot of um, Arthur's competency. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he, um, I like how he says he switched jobs to being a thief. It's like, (laughs) so all that stuff about being a knight, and he... Throws his hood down, still a knight. <laughs> You're so stupid. Yeah, he just kind of changes his mind to suit whatever he, he wants <laughs> to be doing at the time, which is how you know the whole knight thing is definitely just a character he wants to play up. Right. He thinks it's cool. Uh, I, love he's, the, I love the he's little willing to bend. I love the little plastic swords. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the little lockpicks uh-huh. that are just tiny swords. <laughs> I like also, how he has already put the thought into making multiple of these. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what other forms Excalibur takes. But yeah, I also like how, without hesitation, he's just cutting through things. It's like, Shinra's like, that's going to make it obvious that we're here. And then he's like, we need to check this door. And he just 
just cuts right through it. And Shinra like pauses for a second, like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but how he are makes, you this stupid? I just said. He makes a really good point is that like if we were playing by the books, or if if finding the the source for all this stuff would have been found by playing by the books, it would have already been found. So we've got oh, to yeah. be a little dirty. And I, I was like... That's he, weird to hear from Arthur. But he's he a, understands. He, yeah, he's a character. Look at that. <laughs> he's an idiot, but he's a character. Oh, yeah, I'm right-handed. <laughs> like, what a moron. When, when I showed that to my sisters, that was, like, uproarious. <laughs> like, that is... When I watched it alone, I was like, what in the world? But when you watch that in a group, that's like an Avengers moment. It's like, that is that is the most exciting and hilarious thing I've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, I liked uh, their whole thing where uh, when they're talking to Kareem, mm-hmm. he, could, he was telling him to stay behind. <sighs> Gosh, early. But uh, Oh, I thought that you were like, Shuddering, I was like, I didn't have that much of a oh, no, reaction was, to that I was moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked how they were like, "So you're with me, if it means you're gonna go, but you're not with me if it means you're gonna go." <laughs> He's kind of just like, "I see how it is. <laughs> see how it is with you guys." He's just like, <clears throat> "Whatever, do your own thing." Yeah, I, I'm not sure if if Kareem is a good boy yet. Yeah, but I like his he, power. Yeah, I like his power, and I and I like his his joke where he's not good at he's really not great with words. He gets a little a little confused. Yeah, or like what was it, what was the line that he closed with? "You're free to be free" or something like that. It's just like, man, you just cannot make good statements. <laughs> I get the I get what he's getting at. <laughs> but yeah, you're free to be free. It's like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Two more seconds of thought. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I I can't wait to see whatever's whatever this next fight is. I don't know if it's gonna be between Rekka and Shinra or Rekka and Kareem, but Rekka is getting Rekka is going to be a smear on the pavement by the end of this. Oh yeah, <clears throat> just just a grease. Yeah, because before it was you know villains were targeting innocent people. But this one targeted children, mm. specifically women and children. No, notice how he didn't he he didn't want anything to do with uh, someone who could put up a fight. Well, also yeah, because like he didn't want to have any kind of uh, struggle with his manipulation. Yeah, and yeah, he he said he was gonna kill Tamaki because she he like I was gonna have you take the blame. Yeah. But now I'm just gonna have to kill you, and it was like. Uh, an inconvenience for him, but okay. So the thing I wanted to talk about with Rekka is Rekka is, and I think Tamaki almost says this word for word, but like he's the the hot blooded passion without the suffering, mm. and that's that's why you need the suffering in order to know how to direct, you know that uh, that um, this this you know this thing that characters like Simone and Kamina have. Yeah. If they if they didn't suffer, if they didn't have, you know, some kind of rough patches, then they're not going to know how to use that or direct it. And some people don't have it at all without the suffering. Like if they just got a silver spoon up their butt their whole life, they they end up not being very driven. Yeah. And if they do get driven, it's very frustrating 
they're like, well, what can I do for myself? Like, I've been coddled my whole life. And that can create its, you know, own form of rebellion. And the rebellion kind of serves to tear down, you know, their uh, their protective space where they're being overprotected. The, The rebellion is kind of trying to turn their protectors against them so that they can go do something. Right. Rekka seems like the kind of guy who's been protected and coddled and brought up in this situation and anything something anytime something goes wrong he doesn't know how to deal with it so he has that enthusiasm that is that is attractive but mm-hmm. he's never had to struggle so he's just a lunatic jeez so uh yeah dark episode yeah and, and it's almost like Rekka is the dark side of the 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 shonen protagonist like mm. he he's the he's the shadow version he's the evil version who's you know optimistic and you know uh uh ready to you know ready to move forward you know keep things going but he has no context of of, of or, where he needs where or how or he needs conscience. to apply it yeah oh yeah yeah he has no conscience you have to build a conscience <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that episode happened because it was almost like uh, what we were talking about was this this ideal character, and there's only one kind. This is this is the the dark version of that. This is the the shadow version of uh, this preferred protagonist. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was useful. In the context, in the context of Belt, he is he is the the dark. Uh, uh, the subversion of that. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Useful. I liked that. That was a good episode. And just like Dr. Stone, yep, every week, wait. just begging for more. There's not been a filler episode in either of these shows. Have you noticed no, that? I, I have noticed that. Like, just the pacing has been incredible like usually around eight episodes and we're we're past the midpoint of the season because yeah the, the season will end at like 12 or uh 14 right i'm pretty sure yeah around yeah. there yeah. normally by now by like i don't know episode around like between episodes four and eight you mm-hmm. normally get like a beach episode or um some some purely comedic episode some kind of you know uh, story that focuses on the side characters Getting in some, you know, completely inconsequential adventure. Or, like, uh, uh, the sidekick episode. <clears throat> oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, uh, like, for um, Kill a Kill, there, there was... Well, the thing with Kill a Kill is that the filler was almost just, like, some of the side characters having a little story going along with the main story. Right. But if you had a whole episode of Kill a Kill that was just about Mako... And it was just a wrapped up, inconsequential little adventure. That's the kind of thing I expect, though. Like, I expect that to mm-hmm. be showing up at some point, And it just hasn't happened. Or like any episode of Cannon Busters, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything that wasn't the premiere or the finale. Uh, there's you a ton of examples <laughs> to work with. Yeah, like uh, but yeah. ten examples. <laughs> ten whole examples of filler. None of that has happened in Dr. Stone or Fire Force this whole time. Yeah, it's been constantly pushing the plot. And they're like, they're they're having to move with this plot. It's like, dude, we got stuff to get to. And, and that's it's, what's, it's refreshing. Like I said, I've, I've said this before. Like, I have no idea where this is going. Because each, 
like each facet of the the infernal stuff that we learn, it just leads you to there's believe more. that there's like a bigger villain than yeah, the one that more. you currently see. Yeah. Uh, um. I we also haven't gotten the recap episode. Mm-hmm. You remember Kill a Kill's recap episode, which took all of twenty seconds, and then it moves forward with another episode. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Sinkets was uh, narrating it, and he was like hyperspeed, like sped up, going through everything that happened. And then he's like, <laughs> even in the recap episode, Kill a Kill maintains its blistering pace. <laughs> and the thing was, that was weird at the time for Kill a Kill to just have plot every single episode. Mm-hmm. Now there's two shows in one season who are doing it that I know of. What a time to be alive. Man. Also, I can't wait for next week for us to be proven wrong and to get the recap episode. <laughs> Which, like, we can't we can't assume it's not going to happen. Like, it shows the fight about to happen, and then it goes into a whole <laughs> recap of, like, how did yeah. we get here? Yeah, what's happened so far? Because they have, a lot has happened. They are moving really fast. Yeah. Who knows? Mm, I, I really hope that, I, I hope that they trust us enough to just be like, yeah, you don't need a recap. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. For, it's so useless. Yeah, like, how, well, let's not harp on it. But how, how poor are people's attention spans that they can't remember the past eight episodes? Yeah, and uh, my hero has had a recap episode each season. All three seasons they've had one, and it's just like, if y'all just didn't do this, just make it, make it an episode shorter. I do remember. Oh, <laughs> man! All right. One tick against my hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, we, pro- we can probably wrap up Fire Force then. Yeah, Fire Force, solid, still. Yep. No qualms. Everything's everything's going good, business as usual. It's just fantastic from episode to episode. It's, it's amazing how little I have to criticize. There's nothing to talk about. It's yeah. exhausting. Because <laughs> it's and just... That, it's a good problem to have. But... It's, yeah, it's a good problem to have. Like, and I'm glad that we can still talk about what it's doing right. Mm-hmm. But and it's pretty it's not easy, easy to put a finger. It, well, it's easy to put a finger on what it's doing right. But it's, oh yeah, 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 it's hard to generate a lot of <laughs> talking points on what yeah. it's doing right. It, it's challenging. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's challenging to uh, talk about good shows mm-hmm. so eh, you know it's a challenge every week so that's good yeah next do you want to talk about burning effect or astra lost in space let's go ahead let's go ahead and talk about astra okay you lead the notes because i watched this last week i didn't watch any further okay. i watched the first three episodes first one is a 44 minute long special which it's super good <laughs> yeah uh, do we want to talk about how clean this show looks? Yeah. Okay. Just one, one, the aspect lines, ratio. Though. Uh, so one, the aspect ratio, they, they, it's like a theatrical aspect ratio. Yeah. It's, it's ultra wide. And it is, and it just helps with the spectacle. It makes everything look just bigger and grander. Uh, I think it was the right choice mm-hmm. because this is definitely going for that, you know, th- that space opera feel. Yeah. Like, uh, um, like, what was it? 
Lost in Space and, you know, uh, Star Trek and Star Wars, that, that wide aspect ratio that just mm-hmm. makes things feel a little grander, mm-hmm. that's that's the feel it's going for. You know, it's going for uh, uh, impossibly large scale, you know, space travel, you know, we're, we're this many light years from home, that whole yeah. thing. Of course, you know, that was a decision by the anime studio because the manga isn't presented like that. Right, yeah. So good on this studio. The, yeah. the studio made this decision. It wasn't just a direct adaptation. That being said, I don't think this would have applied well to Dr. Stone or Fire Force. I wouldn't have turned it down, but it wouldn't have really felt in place. Right. The uh, There are some moments in the show, and I, I didn't pick up on this consciously until uh, it was either the second or the third episode. But there are moments in the show world well that where they will cut to a full screen like aspect ratio and it's usually yeah. when something either grim or just crazy is happening and oh okay it was only sinking Make it in more sterile yeah it was like uh like when the um when the orb shows up the second time um, god man it it goes into a full aspect ratio. Uh, like the, the black bars disappear and it's now taking up the whole screen. And it, that was, that was when I picked up that, Oh, this show is doing this intentionally. Yeah. Cause like, well, I mean, obviously it's it wasn't just it a format. Oh, no, no, no. But, but you're saying it's not just a formatting choice that's been applied to this. Yeah. It's it was, like, these are conscious decisions each time. Yeah. Because it was like, Okay, when it flashed up on screen in full screen, it was just like, yeah, that thing is big and it is coming for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's suddenly it's coming out of the screen. Yeah, it was very like, smartly used. It just broke the boundaries. <laughs> but but yeah, so and and the uh, uh, the design of their their spacesuits and whatever the design of the ships and everything. Mm-hmm. The design of that place, that, like that that kind of uh, spaceport they were at, which mm-hmm. is like an airport, you know, it had little stores around it and stuff like that. Everything about that reminded me of like a, it was like a more Star Trek version of something like uh, Outlaw Star or Cowboy Bebop. Like everything's very clean and nice and yeah. there's there's upkeep, you know, you've got little cleaner robots going around. I like that atmosphere. And it's... I don't see it that much in anime. Like, yeah. for some reason, this was making me think this is oddly Western in its art style. Mm-hmm. Or not art style, world world design. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I know what you meant. Yeah, every, everything kind of looks like that era of Apple where everything was rounded in white. Yeah. It, it's got that kind of, uh, that, that smoothed edge futuristic look. And I dig it. I'm digging it. Oh, man. It's... And... Okay, so, here. What we'll do... We watched the first three episodes. Yeah. Um, so, the first episode, like Tim said, was the 45-minute the, the special. Uh, you know, it's about these nine kids. Uh, oh, all... yeah. We didn't even talk about what the show is. Yeah, we yeah. Can do that. Whoopsie-doopsie. <laughs> so, eight, eight of the kids are our high school age, and then one of them is 10 years old. I guess there's technically 10 kids. Uh, characters because the puppet (laughs) but oh yeah (laughs) um, oh my god all can i just say every single one of them is likable oh yeah and has and has like uh uh, an entertaining personality when it interacts with the other characters 
Yeah, and also a very distinguishable personality. Yes, and, and they have good silhouettes despite all wearing essentially the same outfit for most of the show. Yeah. Just with color differences. Oh, gosh. Like, there's, there's, their silhouettes are, are clearly identifiable. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, anyway you're saying. Anyway, so these... These nine kids are going on a like a school camping trip, but this is in like 2064 and like all. Like, oh, it's way past that. I I thought it said 2064. The first date they give 2064 is I think when we mastered or when we first go out into space, uh, and this is like hundreds of years later. Oh well, then never mind. Okay, uh, this it's, is this it's is, way far flung future. Like it's is, way out. Into this the is at least twelve years after twenty sixty four, and so like you know we've mastered faster than light travel. Blah blah blah. And yeah. these kids are going to this planet that's like about four hours away, faster than light speed, and they're going to spend five days on this planet. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a, a summer camp. Yeah. And so... Type of thing. So they go to this planet, and then, like, not five minutes after they're landed, they get sucked into, like, this tiny little black hole-looking thing that teleports them into outer space. Yeah, it's like this a little contained wormhole all of a sudden. Yeah, and so at first they think they're just an... Or- like, they're, they're above the planet that they were just on, and they find... Oh, yeah, it- dude... They that find moment. an abandoned ship, and they get into the abandoned ship after some uh, scary stuff was going an on. An incredibly outside. tense scene. Yes. Yeah, where they they're all just out in space, like they're just in the void of space all of a sudden. Ooh, and the aspect that ratio sure scene. does make everything look super far away. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I lo- that whole scene I loved, and I loved it mm. in the manga too. Like, I I, I don't know, just the the stakes the kind of the loneliness of space mm-hmm. however i will say there was something about the way the manga executed it that i liked better oh and it's okay. that you don't know uh the the bubbly girl the the one with the pink mm-hmm. you don't know that she's out there alone until everyone else realizes someone's missing like you don't see her you, you the the first episode starts with her spinning out in space and like afraid Kind of like that's an not manga, res. Yeah, that's not how the manga started. The manga just starts in the spaceport. They go on this adventure, and then uh, after they've brought, you know, they've managed to get everyone else into the ship, they're like, wait a second, I'm counting eight heads. Someone's missing. And then they look outside, and she's like spinning out in the void. She wasn't just kind of, uh, you know, moving at an angle. She was spinning fast, and she couldn't stop because she's in space. There's no friction. So, and and they couldn't Jeez. hear her. They they communicated early. It was like we, she didn't say anything on the radio. Her radio was broken, so they couldn't hear. Her. So that was actually way scarier and way more intense in the manga. But I think it did a great job in this and, um, the kind of the resolution of how they got everyone inside, mm-hmm. so satisfying. And and like the music swell. Oh yeah. When when everything like comes together. Ooh. Also, and then it immediately goes right back into Doom, where it's it, like, that's not the planet we were just on. Yeah, that's some completely different planet, like fifty thousand light years away from where they started. Yeah, they're like, whoa, uh, <laughs> this uh, 
This is existential dread. Oh, man, it was so good. <laughs> there was also something in the manga, which I, I understand why they didn't quite focus on this. It was something I noticed. Mm-hmm. But when everyone kind of starts panicking in the manga, where it's like, are, are we going to die? Like, are, are we not going to make it home? The older characters, you know, start start talking about this stuff. And, and there's just a frame where, like, in the corner of the frame, the little girl, just, like, you can see everything start to fall apart. And she's just, like, kind of starting to sweat. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Everyone calm down. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you're scaring the kid. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, that first episode is really intense. Mm-hmm. And things... What's odd is things seem to only be getting more dreadful as it goes on. Like we're finding more issues from episode to episode, but the character interactions and the way that they're kind of getting to know each other is what I'm enjoying the most. Yeah. I have a feeling that this is going to be like kids Niver. Yes. I got the same feel like, Like, uh, Oh, it's going to be so good. (laughs) Yeah. They're all being kind of forced together by these circumstances. Mm hmm. And they don't really like them, like each other that much. Well, okay, there's some that clearly like each other, and there's some that also uh, are are very sociable yeah. and are just kind of like being everyone's friend. Like Luca, Luca has been everyone's friend oh, so yeah. far. So, and then there are some uh, that just like tolerate each other, and then there are some that just don't. <laughs> yeah, there there's some that are that are actively causing um, friction in the group. Like uh, I can't remember her name. It sounds kind of French. But you know the 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 blonde kind of dark skinned girl, who has the little sister, the adopted little sister. Yeah. Oh gosh, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name, but uh, I I'll try and learn their name by the time I get back. Uh, I I know Kaneda is the uh, the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna look up the names real quick. Okay, but yeah, uh, that seems to be to be where most of the show is is the interactions between them and everyone kind of getting along. And it's got this, it's almost like, you know, the, uh, the lost story where it's like a bunch of random strangers get stuck on an Island Mm -hmm. and now they have to get along. Okay. This is stupid. The, the, the wiki page that I found, it has, uh, it has the most visited articles, chapters, and then male characters. There's, there's no Oh, it's divided them up for some reason? There's no option for female characters. Why not just do it all together? I I don't know. That would be organized better. Eh. I can't click on there there's no option for female characters, so I can't see all the characters. <laughs> okay. That's well, stupid. <laughs> she's the one who's who is like childhood friends with Zach. Yeah. Who's like, you know, the the smart I don't want to say smart. There's plenty of smart people. He's the one that's like especially smart. Yeah. And when they were kind of thinking he could be the leader. Uh, but yeah. Um, oh crap. Where was I going with this? Oh, her name yeah, is, okay. uh, oh gosh. The little sister's name is Phoenicia, I think. Yes. It's Phoenicia. And then her older sister is Kitieri Raffaele. Ki- Kitieri Raffaele. Yeah. yeah, something like that. She, you you can tell she's like she's one of those classic half Japanese, half other thing Italian characters or that, something. Yeah. Well, uh maybe. When I yeah, see Raffaele, when I see Raffaele, I think Italian. 
That seems quite Italian. 100%. She's European, whatever she is. Oh, yeah. But um, somewhere around there. Or maybe even, like, Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, the there There's things happening. Like, the plot is moving forward. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't seem to be the focus. It seems way more laser-focused on the characters, which is what made me think it was more like Kitzniver. Yeah. Because Kitzniver has some things happen in the plot, but they almost seem like scenarios set up to create character development and, like, tension yeah, between which, the characters. which literally in that show, that was the plot. Yeah, like, it was almost like a game show where they were setting up challenges for them to, and, like, forcing them to get along in Kitzniver. Yeah, which this is so seems weird to like think a, about. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this seems like a more, I don't want to say organic, but the way things are happening, like like the way there are challenges, feels a little Monster of the Week-y, even mm-hmm. though there's not a monster for the week. But yeah. it doesn't seem like there's much of an overarching... Okay, we have our overarching plot, but per episode, it doesn't seem to serve that overarching plot as directly as it serves doing the characters. Right. And you can tell they're like taking time to focus more on certain characters, and then now we're going to move on to a different one. And they do like a little transitionary thing where they go from um, Kitiere to now they're going to focus a little more on the on the dude with the hoodie or not the hoodie the the um, the beanie beanie yeah yeah they do like a little transition scene where it's like okay well now we're going to kind of focus on his thing, and clearly he is the mole. Yeah, he ha- he has to be. Well, I mean, they, he has a gun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they revealed that pretty quickly, and they established that guns were outlawed. So not the just outlawed; ha- they were like guns were like abolished. That's the same thing. Well, uh, okay. They, when I hear abolish, I think like guns are not just outlawed, but like destroyed. Oh, that's not what abolish means. Abolish means they are just made completely illegal, and no one's allowed to even possess them. Oh, save for the government. Oh, well. So that that's abolish is like a a legal term. Then I read too much into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> there was yeah, they didn't destroy them. They just, you know, no, no one's allowed to have them save for people in positions of power. Mm-hmm. So this guy is I or, or you know, or just criminals cuz criminals don't care. Yeah, and that guy's name but, is Ulgar. Ulgar, yeah. Which is very much these aren't all Japanese names. They're definitely this is one of those situations where it's this kind of future where everyone is just kind of on the same planet. You know, they're, they're on the same spaceport. I want to see... Does it tell you where he's from? Uh, well, the show hasn't told us where he's from. Um, so if if you look into that, I don't know, it could be... I, I try to stay away from that stuff. Yeah, I'm, show, I'm, afraid to keep, I'm afraid to keep looking. I was just wanting to see if, like, in just, like, the little bio thing, if it tells you where he's from. Olgar yeah, sounds... Hop, hop off that wiki. <laughs> uh, Olgar, and especially his last name, uh, Zweig. It, it, I mean, that's it looks German. Yeah, it, it could be like Germanic or, or Scandinavian Yeah, around there. But uh, yeah, he's definitely a white dude mm-hmm. in an anime. You can usually pick him out. But, uh, yeah, and then Zach Walker... <laughs> Yeah, very white. <laughs> very much milk toast. This is smart white guy. But, uh, where, oh God, what was I talking about? Yeah, he's definitely the mole. So, so we already established 
he's the one who's, you know, either connected to this criminal agency or this government agency that's trying to dispose of these kids for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But you'd think they're trying to dispose of us would would more quickly take center stage. But that, that's what I'm saying. It feels more uh, like a per episode contained story show. And I think that's why the end goal seems so far out of reach because it's like it's so far out of reach that we're not going to focus entirely on that right now. Yeah. So I have a feeling while this show has defined its clear endpoint, this is going to feel way more episodic than the other two we're watching. Yeah. However, I absolutely want to continue watching this. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because this main character, mm. who boy. <laughs> we talked about... He we is talked freaking about, awesome. We talked about Optimus Prime... A couple oh, yeah. episodes back. Yeah, strong enough to be calm. Mm. This, this guy this guy is aspiring leader, the character. Oh, gosh. And, and I like how he, he's struggling. Like, he struggled to get people behind him. And it's somewhat of a pride thing, but it's also somewhat of a, like, am I not good enough? Maybe I do need to, like, you know, let someone else take their place. And it's in that moment where he's like, this person's probably better fit that they all decide, no, you're the most fit to lead us. Gosh. Ooh, it's so good. And I like how it's like, once again, he's not the smartest guy. Like, he he has um, knowledge about survival mm-hmm. and things like that, but he's not, you know, he's not science guy. Yeah. Science guy is a different character. Science or biology guy, guy is I should say. Science guy. There's biology guy, there's engineering Charse. guy. Charse. Charse, yeah. Charse LaCroix. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's definitely, you know, he, he's not only the, the biology science guy, he, he's definitely like the heartthrob character. Oh, yeah. He's the boy band. Yeah. He, he's the boy band guy. French, French pretty boy. Yes, exactly. He, he's, all these characters are very tropey. Mm-hmm. And when the characters are this, this kind of, um, they're, they're all like archetypes, that also what makes me think this is going to be about them. I mean, it's going to be more about them interacting than it is the plot. That's, it's not a very plot-driven show. That's what at least reminds, what I'm reading so far. That's what reminds me of Kitsniver is because like they were all yeah. they were all tropes, and then the more you learn about them, the more you're like, wow, you guys are actually people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're all archetypes, and you know they have their own you know their, their own look, the way they carry themselves, the way they talk, mm-hmm. but. Kit Sniver was about, you know, well, they're all people and they're, they all have more to them than you think. And they're also, they also have a lot more in common than they would assume. So I'm excited for that aspect. Most of all, I'm not as much excited about, you know, the mystery of who did this to him, because at least from from what I can tell, that doesn't seem like that important. So the reason I keep saying this is because I don't think I'm going to be too critical if it seems like they don't focus on that for an entire episode or two. Yeah. Because to touch on, I'm one not of the, as interested in that to touch on one of the other shows we're going to talk about, like with burst angel, it's very monster of the week, but there's not a lot going on outside of the monster of the week thing. Yeah. It's very much like power Rangers. Yeah. Bi-weekly monster. <laughs> yep. Um, Burst Angel is the bi-weekly monster. Uh, but this show, it feels like it's got a lot more going on in the personal department. Yeah. It's it's um, group character driven. Mm-hmm. 
and I am so I am very excited for it. Yeah, it's a little different from the other stuff we're watching mm-hmm. because while I like the characters in Fire Force and Doctor Stone, they're quite plot driven. Yeah, like that is the main thrust of why things are happening. Whereas that kind of just seems to be a vehicle for Astra. Yeah. Uh, which speaking of the, the title Astra, mm-hmm. that that plaque they have in the ship. Yeah. I, that was when I was like, "Oh, this gonna be this gonna be a good one. <laughs> this, this is gonna fit right into this show." Uh, it, also, the scene where they're trying to save uh, Funicia, I think in the second or third episode, mm-hmm. where uh, Kanata is having to like push himself. Yeah. Oh. That that was Ugh. like, yep this this exactly. And then the spear. This is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Luca Lance. <laughs> All of this belt. It is belt. It, it, all, so, already. It, it is so easy to just be like, yep, yep. It belongs. It's belt. <laughs> we're we're going to be covering this one. And I think it's up to episode nine now. So we're going to be watching three episodes every week until we're cut up. And then we'll just, you know, we'll watch them we'll, as they come we'll out. We'll lump it in. Well, gosh, we got to hurry because it's almost over. Well, yeah, uh, if we get... Th- We'll make it to six when it's episode 10, and then we'll make it to nine when it's episode 12. So, yeah, we probably won't catch up to it if it's just a single season, if it's just 12 episodes. I didn't check that. I didn't see how many it's going to have this season. But, um, yeah. Yep. I mean, if if we have to catch up to it, I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah, we'll it's, figure it's it out. It's still relatively recent. Um, I'm, I'll look into the other shows mm-hmm. that uh, David recommended, like... Um, um, God, what was it called? Cop something. Uh, cop, uh I don't remember. Yeah, I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, I'll have to, uh, <laughs> I'll have to check into that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to check into those. I'm going to check into Vinland Saga, but it's a historical drama, so I highly doubt it's going to be what we're looking for. Okay. But, uh, I'll still give it a shot. Yeah, who knows? And then over the week... I watched the first three episodes of Air Gear. Mm-hmm. And I am very biased towards Air Gear because it does a lot of things that I automatically like. Okay. Which is, it has the, the, the soundtrack is the exact same genre and style as Jet Set Radio Future. Uh. Or just Jet Set Radio. <laughs> so it's got that art style, or that music style. The art style isn't quite that, but there's a lot of like uh, graffiti and kind of like extreme sports mm-hmm. stuff going on. And like the way they do like montages with like, they mix in, you know, real footage and, you know, uh, uh, wide angle lenses and yeah. things like that. And there's rail grinding and I like me some rail grinding. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I but, remember, I remember <clears throat> I never watched any of the episodes, but I remember us both looking at it, or at least I looked at it uh, right after we had, kind of like bailed on Eureka seven. Yeah. Um, I think it was on Netflix actually I, around I, the same time. I think you're correct. So yeah, I think, I think we were thinking about it, but we never like jumped in. Right. Uh, and I'd uh, be interested to check it out though. Yeah. Uh, the first episode has a moment that was almost like a, 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 def- a defining moment where it's like, yep, this, this is a candidate where, uh, I think the line was, 
My body's begging me to stop, but my heart is telling me to get my ass in gear. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> this is good. However, it definitely feels like a more like, you know, a, a uh, adult swim comedic angle for this stuff. Mm. Like, uh, a lot of things are played for laughs. Like, it's it's 100% it's a comedy as much as it is, like, a, a, a shonen story. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, like, like it, it's from Shonen Jump, but frequently the main character, you know, takes the piss and has to, like, you know, he, he kind of gets dumped on frequently because mm-hmm. he's he's very much a wannabe. Oh. Like, he, he, it, and he keeps lying. He keeps lying about how, you know, about his accomplishments and how great he is. Oh, the thing is, he's doing the fake it till you make it thing. Where he's getting better by throwing himself in, you know, in over, in and over his head, like putting him in the, in himself in these situations, lying to get himself into the situations, and then adjusting accordingly. So All it's right. a little different. I'll, I'll and take a look at <laughs> it. It's got that kind of that fast and furious appeal of of uh, there's this hierarchy of illegal activity going on Mm -hmm. but the illegal activity you know it's it's not being you know they're not smuggling drugs or anything this is just for fun right but they are you know creating gangs to like you know go go do what is basically illegal street racing on super powered roller skates but yeah Yeah, i could see how that would be a problem especially with you know as as much as los angeles and dc hates the bird scooters i'm sorry hates the what the bird scooters what is that? Have you not heard about these? No. There's, What's a bird scooter? It's like Ubers, but with electric scooters. Wait. So you you like you get someone to give you a ride on an electric scooter? No, they. So this company, like. The, you said it's like Ubers. Yeah. So so kind of. So there's an app. Uber is ride sharing. That uh, that is the okay, the well, business. Just give me a minute. Um, okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. So this company Bird, or there's like a couple of them. I can't remember what the other ones are. Bird, they they do it at my university, but um, but they like overnight they drop off like a ton of these electric scooters, and then there's this app that you you log into the app, you connect a payment method or whatever, and then each of the scooters have a barcode that you walk up to them and you scan the barcode and it activates that scooter. You step on and you pay as you ride. Oh, okay. And I think it's like a dollar to start and then like 30 something cents per minute afterwards. So like, it's kind of steep, but, uh, yeah, but you don't have to buy your own method of transportation. Exactly. Exactly. And And it'd be good in a pinch. And so like, so a ton of people are like, yeah, it's awesome. But then there's like all the people who are like, yeah, except these things aren't regulated at all. You're not supposed to be riding them on the sidewalk and people are like nearly running people over and leaving them parked incorrectly and laying across the entire sidewalk. Like there's a bunch of complaints for them, but I I haven't ridden on one yet, but apparently they're like a ton of fun. And while you're on them, you just really don't care. (laughs) Well, I, I, I mean, I have my my biases. I've had to deal with these issues, but I think that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and I love to have it around here because, what, I'm not supposed to ride on the sidewalk? What's a sidewalk for? <laughs> Looks like a road to me. 
Yeah, uh, I, and, I would know, almost guarantee that lack they have of regulation. Them down in that's exactly what I want. <laughs> I would I would almost guarantee that they have them down in Nashville. I just haven't noticed them, or I just assumed, oh, that person has a scooter. I, I wonder if the next time you go into Nashville, you will not be able to unsee them. Oh, I bet I'll notice them now. <laughs> if they are there, I, I bet it'll be a situation where it's like, oh. That's what That's they are. what's going on. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I've always seen, at least in, you know, in, in cities, I've always seen people ride around scooters. Hmm. But yeah. Are they like... They're like mopeds. No, no, they're like, uh, like, like a razor scooter, but electric. Oh, oh god, that's way cooler. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I want these. <laughs> Come to Nashville, bird, whoever you are. So I can do some <laughs> that, that sick is... grinds. Yeah, that's not quite the same as Air Gear because Air Gear is. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Illegally modifying uh, <laughs> uh, something that already exists, but um. Yeah, uh, it it seems like it's kind of what we're talking about. Okay, but in a a a you know illegal street racing sort of context. Yeah, and it gives it a different flavor. It's kind of exciting. You know, uh, the cops will come to break things up, and uh, I noticed something about it mm-hmm. where it's like you know how most of the things we're watching are these these grand you know larger than life stories that are metaphors for normal life. Yeah. This seems like the opposite. This seems like a deliberately very small scale story where like, you know, basically the biggest, baddest villain around is one of the local policemen who just has a problem with people, you know, uh, riding around with their their roller skates and and causing vandalism. Mm -hmm. You know, he's basically, you know, the the embodiment of authoritarian evil. It's just like one cop. Yeah, yeah, he is the man, and he's it's just like one cop in this local area, <laughs> and you know they've got this this whole hierarchy, and you know these rules of like how you challenge people, and you know uh, uh, how you can win their emblem or whatever. You know you get bragging rights and stuff like stuff like that. Hmm. And I'm like, this is kind of like, you know, a metaphor for real life, but it's on a deliberately smaller scale. Yeah, and it acts like the stakes are huge when it's really you know it's just you know it's it's like a hobby. Yeah, it's like a weekend hobby type thing. So I thought that was that was cool, and it kind of feeds into the humor of it, where there are some people that are taking this extremely serious, like <laughs> over the top, and they're always it's always funny when they take it really seriously. Hmm. So, you know, I, it, it's fun. Like I think I said that comment in Discord. I was like, uh, I said at the very least, I can say this is my favorite soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then my next my next message was, huh. It's pretty fun. <laughs> so I'm having a good time. I, I'm enjoying it more than Burst Angel. I'll give it a shot. So I, assu- yeah. I assume we're going to be replacing Burst Angel with this? Yeah, I think Burst Angel's out. Okay. Because <laughs> Burst Angel did nothing but spin its wheels oh, man. in these last three episodes. I think, what which episodes did we watch? Uh, we this, watched um, seven through nine this time. <laughs> yeah, seven through nine. Nothing. Nothing going on. Nothing doing. Uh, I think episode nine was was kind of funny at times. Yeah. But it was not very good. So. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so I'm, I'm looking at the episodes, um, like, immediately following Party of the Dragon. Um, yeah. And so someone has been posting pictures of Amy in cyberspace, so she and Kyohei go shopping for electronics. Uh, and then 
monitor. Uh, gr- oh wow! You mean Kyohei's in an episode? <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> Our supposed main character, who just has not been a factor, because that would mean moving the story forward. Yeah, like okay, this is totally like the plot is going nowhere. Joe is ordered to protect Mega Rider, a Japanese wrestler. Um, and then his opponent turns into a monster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so I finally see Wrapped again. You know, that big, bad uh, criminal or, yeah. or the organization, whatever. Uh, yeah, that supposedly was going to be, like, the main villain. You yeah. Know, there are little shady things going on. Episode 12. A cybot attacks Osaka. Wrapped is trying to take over the Osaka police, and they have planted a man in the Osaka police. Uh, man captures Meg as Joe fights the cyborg. <laughs> oh yeah, God. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the right move to retire that one. Takane saves Meg from the dirty cop. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oh, a flat. And then 14, a flashback reveals Meg and Joe's history. Uh, oh, well, there's some story, I guess. Oh, I wonder oh. if there's a viewing guide for this. And then uh, episode 15. In a bit of... Uh, the episode uh, 15 is called Slingin' Oil. In a bit of fan service, the group goes to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the beach episode. A giant squid causes a, a flaming oil spill, and Joe takes it down with Django. Yep. Oh, that uh, episode six, about sums it up, huh? Episode 16 is another... Uh, Looks like another content episode. <laughs> I like how there is such a thing as a content episode. Yeah, I think if there's going to be that much filler, Jeez. we probably shouldn't be wasting our time on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh so. my gosh! Like we could probably switch. We off. could probably watch the entire plot by like watching five of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like. I mean, that's kind of like uh, uh, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Which, but that's the point of Power Rangers, oh, yeah. that it's just a monster of the week. It's also, you know, like, super you're, flashy. You're just having a bunch of fun. and Yes, and, and it's specifically made for kids. Yeah, and sitting around First watching Angel. it with Bo. And <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, making jokes at it. It's not like you don't like it, but it's fun to make jokes while watching it. And it's also something good to have on the background. Yeah. Burst Angel, not that fun. It's not that entertaining. Yeah, no. By comparison. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh Gonna replace that with Air Gear, at least until Air Gear turns out to be no different. <laughs> but Air Gear at least has the right, it, it, it's closer to the right track. Yeah. And it's, once again, it's something different. I think it's good to have a little more, a little more uh, variety in the kind of stuff we're looking at. Yeah. Seeing as, um, man, we're just getting everything we want from Fire Force and Dr. Stone. Yeah, it, it really just makes your, uh, makes your tolerance level super low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, and I'm, I'm not going to fight that. I'm not going to fight a, uh, a low tolerance. Yeah, no. It's a good thing. So, let's see. Yeah, so, uh, uh, should we move on to Burning Effect? I think we should. All right. So, we got chapters 20 through 22. Mm-hmm. And boy, these... Uh, uh, 20 and 22 are freaking action-packed. Mm-hmm. 21 and 22. 20 has a lot of... You know, introduction. Yeah. It's introduction, introducing the individual members of, of Z-Volts. Yeah. Uh, and I like the dynamic Burner has with Roy. And that yes. they just hate each other. <laughs> I love the dog bone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good moment. That was good. Yeah, they, they forced her on kitchen duty because she lost rock, paper, scissors. Because she kept picking rock. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a funny like, little... <laughs> is it is because it she's a brawler that she can only pick rock? <laughs> yeah, I like the, just the passive-aggressive Roy's just like, I think you gave me the wrong dish. <laughs> she's like, there is nothing that suits you more than food like that. And it's just a bone <laughs> in a dog bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when he was like, is it because you're a brawler that you can only make a fist? And then it looks at the table in front of him and his food is like burrowed into the table sideways. Yeah. <laughs> she like jammed it in. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked that little introduction. And then I like the moment where she goes to pay her respects mm. to the grandpa. Mm-hmm. That was a good moment. And how they kind of follow her, follow her in and they pay respects too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. Oh, we're getting a team dynamic. Mm. This is good. I'm liking this. And I like how she's kind of, she's conflicted on how she feels about it. Yeah. And she's like, she's going to kill them all. And he says, don't worry, I won't let that happen. Yes. And he's like, I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that to the grandpa. Yeah. <clears throat> ah, that's such a good moment. I was, yeah. I was going to mention that, but then you started and I was just like, oh, oh, I'll let you have this one. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll let you have the next one. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, you go right ahead. No, this one's mine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't. I don't have one yet. <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> the, these these three uh, these three chapters were really good, though. Um, yeah. I really like. I, I was like, I'm surprised how much we're getting. Yeah, and I like I like how Kai. I mean, I know. That, Whatever. Kai, when he sent off uh, <laughs> Burner with Roy uh, to go... Uh, what's his name? Pound. To go find Pound. Um, yeah. I really like that he yeah, did I that like... because it just gives you more time with Roy and Burner. <laughs> yeah, they, they've, they're they really entertaining and how much they just can't stand their own... Er, can't stand each other's company. <laughs> uh, and I like how in uh, Chapter 20 they established that this is not well-funded. Mm. Like mm-hmm. we're very much, you know, we're having to share beds. There's, there's not a lot of room. <laughs> and the uh, guy sleeps with Mr. Ivan. <laughs> yeah. And then you got the little character bios and apparently Ivan is kind of like the father figure character. Mm. <clears throat> so <laughs> like one of his hates is Kai sleep talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> Also, those character bios establish that Staley, the mad scientist kid, is the same age as Dr. Ivan. He's 67 years old. He, oh, so. Did, did you miss those? I, I, I read a couple of them, but I didn't read that far. <laughs> yeah, I read through them, and, and he's an old dude who just looks like a, a, a psycho child. He looks like Minetta. Like, whenever I read his dialogue, I think <laughs> Minetta's lift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Also, we don't know how old Burner is, and I don't think they said exactly how long ago that incident happened. No, yeah, she said it was it says question marks and then it would say like in the past. Yeah. So I I'm still getting the feeling that Burner's this kind of archetype character where it's like this is a super weapon created in a lab. Mm. So we're not supposed to know exactly when she was born and maybe like the circumstances of how she was born are, are not normal. Yeah. So they're still leaning into that because they haven't given her an age. Dude, the, the flash that uh, uh, Cigar had when he first saw her. 
Oh yeah, um, and it shows was that chapter twenty two. I think it was twenty one. Oh okay, because they were still fighting the um, the, uh, uh, the 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 big dude with the tusks. I thought. Tusks? Hold up. Not tusks. Well, he's got big oh, old incisors, oh, yeah. big old canines <laughs> coming out from under. He got. They're basically he got like big tusks. old underbite. But yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, okay, was twenty one yeah. when he sees. Twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, when it shows like her as a little girl with the red eyes, like ripping off something of his. I think she like ripped off his arm or something <laughs> or like the gauntlet he had. I don't know if it's the gauntlet or his whole freaking arm. I don't know. Yeah. So we see the grown up version of candy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and we see that pound is basically just a drugged up enforcer and he has lost a lot of weight. He has like no gut anymore. Yeah. He's got like in that that scene where it kind of reveals him with the red in the background. Yeah, it's very sickly. He's got his he's sickly. I mean, he's got his gigantic muscles, but he's clearly malnourished. Yeah. Uh so he's he's basically just like an an aimless weapon at the moment. Yeah. Uh but there's there's signs that she's starting to like get through to him. Yeah, he calls her chapter. he calls her by name. Yeah. And uh, 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 Cigar has to, like, get his attention back where he's like, do you not want to see your wife today? So both Jeez. parents are still alive. Yeah. Or, so we, we know that. Or Adoptive parents. Well, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the wife is alive. I think oh, like it okay. could be, like, something I mean, weird. He's so drugged up. Who knows? Yeah, it could be something weird. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I really need to see what's happening next. Also, uh, okay, so so the plot, plot's moving forward. Mm-hmm. We get a, a good fight. A lot of good action scenes. And I like how chapter 22 ends on an exciting moment where it's like, ooh, I can't wait to see Roy go all out. Because mm-hmm. I want to see each of these characters like have oh, their moments yeah. shine. Because I like their, their designs, their weapons, and their personality. And like, boy, that's... You're just firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. now. So I can't wait to see them get into a fight. <clears throat> yeah, Roy. Man, these characters are so colorful. Even yeah, even in black and, uh, and white. <laughs> <laughs> well, they They have specific places where they, they, they have, you know, the colored oh, background, yeah. colored backgrounds. But yeah. Um I really like Burner's design. They're the kind of prototype redesign. And I like how it's called a prototype for now Mm -hmm. because that means in case the design, in case people didn't like it, they can just change it to something else. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, this, this looks like something, this looks like fan fiction for me (laughs) where she's just got like a bomber jacket, (laughs) like open knuckle gloves. (laughs) Like that's just like Tim's character. That's how I design yeah, that's how I designed my my made up OC brawler character. <laughs> I really like this new look. Yeah, the gauntlets. And the gauntlets. Uh, they kind of bring everything together. Yep, and the 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 yoga pants. Yep, those work. <laughs> yep. The 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 thick is 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 on full force. <laughs> um, I don't know what's gonna happen next. It, it kind of is a bit chaotic there at the end of chapter two. I'm guessing Burner's chasing after Pound and mm-hmm. uh, Cigar. So we're going to see something come to a head there. 
if she can even get to him. She might get stopped by another one of the characters, specifically Joy. Yeah. Because Joy is coming after her. So there's definitely going to be a fight with Joy. I love I love the last, like, four lines of the, of the panel, though. I'll catch up to you in five minutes. I'll kill you within three. And I'll find my old man in two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, there's a little more comic relief going yeah. on in, in these. Like, like themes are... They're getting into more of like, you know, there's a little more banter. Yeah. A little more, you know, uh, uh, kind of tension breaking. Yeah, because there are more characters that like actually connect. Yeah. In in the first few, it's, you know, Burner with no connections fighting great and great. You know, he's not the funniest guy. Mm -mm. So the, the humor was kind of in, you know, how she's just hopelessly outgunned and she's just, you know, saying like, well, I, I guess I'll just try to stay alive yeah. or something. <clears throat> that was the comic relief. Now there's, you know, there's some some Avengers-type banter going on. And uh, I like it. I, I like how the cast has grown. That was kind of what I was hoping for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now we get to see Roy fight one of the, you know, one of the, the villain bosses. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I like how his uh, his big... Whatever this is, we don't know if it's a weapon or anything, but like his little airdrop thing just kind of comes in, and you get that shot of him next to that like big box or whatever he's about to pull out, and the way he's just kind of like glaring forward, bruh. I can't wait to see Roy go off. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing what's gonna happen next. Burner's probably gonna have to fight Joy, and do we really know how Joy fights yet? Um, she's just kind of like owl themed and we haven't really seen a, a real she altercation fights with her owl trowel. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> dude, I haven't heard gravity falls referenced in too long. <laughs> you can't go too long without a without a reference from that. Yeah, I, I went. I went way yeah. too long. Need, need to need to get my fix of Gravity Falls references. I just want to watch that whole show again. I need to go watch those commercials at least. <laughs> <laughs> Feel your pig's heartbeat next to yours. <laughs> it works for pigs. <laughs> oh yeah, That's, that right. show is gold. <laughs> yeah, y'all should go watch Gravity Falls. It's just two seasons, and it's probably one of the funniest animated shows to come out in the past decade. I I can't remember what the other gnome's name was. Shmebulok? Shmebulok. Yeah. That's that right, Shmebulok. Is... Yeah. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It, it's hilarious and it's got a good got a good mystery and it's real comfy. Mm. It, it, mm-hmm. it remind, it, It's a good show to watch around Halloween, which, like, ooh, the fall season's coming up. Yeah. Maybe it is time for me to rewatch Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls and Over the Garden Wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watch Over the Garden Wall every single uh, Halloween. That's such a good that's, show. That's just become a tradition now. Uh, but, yeah. Um, once again, excited for more Burning Effect. This show is awesome. Or not show. This manga is awesome. It's so kinetic. I, everyone should be reading this. I Yeah. Everyone should be reading this. I want this to get as much exposure as it can. Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to start leading with this. Like, I've been talking about, if you've been watching Dr. Stone, if you've been watching Fire Force, I'm going to start leading with, have you read Burning Effect? Mm. 
because this is the thing that needs attention. Dr. Stone, Fire Force, you know, they're putting up the numbers, man. Everyone's getting to see those. We're all basking in the glory. Burning effect. Get on this, y'all. I mean, we have a vested interest in this, but, you know, it, it also is just top-notch belt. Yeah, this is quality. Mm. And yeah, it, it, it's belt. Let's see. Uh, is that Was that everything we got? I think so. I'll finish it up a little early. Look at a, us. A little, seven minutes early. Seven minutes early. Oh, is it normally 2.14? Uh, wasn't it last time? No, it was 2.45 last time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this is early for us. Just over two hours. Um, but this it's normally two hours when we don't have an entire show on top of multiple episodes of the other right. shows. So <laughs> we gotta I'm pretty sure that busted this is it. about the groove. Yeah, th- this is the rhythm. Yeah. So... Uh, next week, we're going to get uh, Dr. Stone episode 10. Can't believe we're already up to 10 episodes yeah. with that. And, you know, I really hope that we don't have something to talk about next week. I really hope that it's more of just like, yeah, it's still really good. <laughs> you don't want to have things to talk about? Are you freaking crazy? No, I don't want to have it have it mess anything up. <laughs> oh, 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 I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You want to just, you know, have another another. Another episode of Spiral Hour where we're just spiraling with how much we like something. <laughs> just frothing at the mouth with hype. Whoa. I dig it. Hold up. Hold up. Did, did we go an entire episode without mentioning Gurren Lagan? No. No, I mentioned Simone and Kamina. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> now we we haven't we haven't grown out of it yet. We're, we're still there. In fact, the other day I was thinking... As soon as we run out of shows, I'm going to talk about rewatching Gurren Lagann. Mm. <laughs> like as soon as that happens. Oh gosh. Um there was there was something some kind of recap movie that's about to come out. A couple recap movies are about to come out for some series and oh, I can't remember what it was, but I wanted to watch them. It was like uh, most anticipated or something. Mm. But it it was a show that I've already watched some of. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, the recap movie will help me get caught up. Uh, I'll have to look back into that. Not sure, but yeah. Next week is going to be Dr. Stone episode 10, Fire Force episode 9, um, Astro Lost in Space episodes 4 through 6, mm-hmm. Burning Effect chapters 23 through 25. Yes. Uh, and then you're going to watch the first three episodes of Air Gear, correct? Right. Okay. And uh, yeah. We'll see where that goes. We are officially drop, dropping Burst Angel, because I'm just not feeling it. Yep. Uh, first, had some initial promise. First one into the I graveyard. I was really... Uh, actually, no. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, Demon, Demon Slayer, Slayer was. Well, so... I think we did Demon Slayer wrong. Yeah, so I'm... I'm starting to feel... <laughs> I'm... I'm I, I actually haven't started rewatching or uh, continuing it yet. Um, All right. But I, I... Whenever you want, you get in onto that. I'm going to keep looking for new shows. Yeah. Like I'm going to keep focusing on stuff we haven't seen yet I, as potential things to but add. But the re- so the reason that I'm going to continue watching is because I sent I sent Tim a text about this is because uh I saw a little article show up in my news feed. I can't remember It's not the article. That's the title of the last episode. Oh. Compassion is the greatest weapon. Oh. Yeah, that's the title of the last episode. Also, I've just seen the fandom for this explode. Apparently, the last episode is beautifully animated. Hmm. It's possible that this is just a bunch of hype, because th- I'm I'm sticking by the fact that those episodes that we watched, 
poorly constructed, poorly written, poorly paced. Mm. Like they were, I, I'm, my mind has not been changed on that. Okay. But, uh, it's possible that it just picked up later and it, and it, and it turned it around. Yeah. But I would say the first episode of the show was, was pretty good. Then it kind of wallowed in a strange space of very, very poorly structured time jumps, uh, storytelling. Yeah. Time jumps, flashbacks to the places where we just time jumped, uh, poorly communicated passage of time. Mm-hmm. Like that, that whole trial in the woods was supposed to take a few days. It felt like a matter of four to six hours. Or that, that whole training thing where his hair grew out suddenly and then it was cut again. And yeah, it was swept right under the rug. I don't even, I don't even know if he got taller. Also, there's some inconsistency in design where, like, his scar, they change the way that they draw his scar from episode to episode. It just felt like a mess, in my opinion. Mm. I didn't think it was very good. But it's possible those last episodes are amazing. I'm going to give it another shot. So if you want to watch it with me, I'm just going to start back from the beginning because I can't remember what episode we stopped at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I think we stopped at either episode six or episode nine. It might have been episode nine. Uh, it we ended at that demon who was gritting his teeth really. Oh loudly. yeah, that's right. Uh, if I watch it back, I'll just jump back into that. But I am not going to watch it back this week. I'm gonna yeah. start Vinland Saga and uh, Copcraft. Is Copcraft. what it was called. Yeah, so, and I'm not. I'm unless if I come across a point where I can truly say that something has changed for the better, I'm not going to be talking about demon slayer on the show. I'm just going to be passively watching it like in the background. And if I get to an Uh episode, I'll like say, okay, I watched this episode this week and it's what made it worth it for me. So go ahead and watch up to that episode and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do the same with uh, One Punch Man season two, which is now finished. So I'm going to binge that. Okay. And I'm thinking I need to I need to give Mob Psycho 100 an honest shot. And that's obviously going to be a background thing, because from what I understand, that doesn't really fit into this show's format. Um, Mob Psycho one. I loved Uh, season season one. one, Yeah, I haven't watched the second. one. Okay. Okay. So. Well, but you you said it probably isn't a good fit uh, for what we're looking I for. I would say it's probably not, but the the reason that I watched it was mainly for just how insane the animation got. Like yeah. it was just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny how that that webcomic artist who like the Mob Psycho 100 and uh One Punch Man mm-hmm. are by the the same like manga, yeah, m- manga ka or whatever. He likes it's overpowered people. Anyway, continue. He likes overpowered people, and he has that very simple amateurish art style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his storytelling is so good that he gets money behind those mm-hmm. adaptations, and they look amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's that's an interesting place to be yeah. in, where he just he he's basically just like putting out chicken scratch but it's just gold so people gotta like adapt it into into something amazing i feel like uh, similar with uh with one punch i feel like if mob psycho was about a different character then it would absolutely fall into belt but i don't think that it does as it stands yeah it's not quite that Still good oh, though. Yeah. I, I I loved One Punch Man season one. I can't wait oh, to no. finish uh, season two. I was talking about Mob Psycho. Oh well, uh, both of them. Yeah, yeah. You you said like one. Yes, Punch. yeah, yeah. Okay, it does. Boy, what do you? Want I about? don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, also, I was gonna try out Symphogear, 
but I'm not sure where to start it because apparently Simple Gear is the th this thing that has been going on for 15 seasons that no one talked about until season 15 and everyone else was just like, where have y'all been? Because it's music video sci-fi action. What? Wait. They're, they're songs that the action scenes take place with and the main characters are idols but they're these big action set pieces that go with what are essentially music videos. What? Sympho meaning symphony. Yeah, well, Sympho yeah, gear. yeah. Uh, for some reason, when you said, also, we need to know what Sympho gear is, you sent that uh, in a text to me immediately after you were talking about air gear. I was like, is that like part of air gear? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I was saying, apparently this is something we have to know about because everyone is talking about it right now. It's on like part 15 and I never heard about it. Suddenly, I, I, I did notice it was on, like, one of the premieres this season. But I was like, ah, that looks like some idle harem trash. You know, n nothing worth watching. What? But apparently, it's freaking insane. And I saw a clip from it of, of like, one of, the, one of the action scenes. Uh -huh. And, dude, there's money behind this thing. I don't, it came out of nowhere and apparently was there all along. So I'm going to give that a shot. Uh, I'm not not sure if I'm watching it for this podcast because it, it might just be really good for that genre that I'm not at all interested mm -hmm. in. So maybe that's what it is, and that's why people are talking. Kind of like when they say that an isekai is good. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just had to make you angry. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if it's... Isekai is the worst <laughs> genre. Like, even these, these creepy harem animes I don't think are as bad as isekai. <laughs> like, like even harem animes ha have some kind of story to tell. Mm -hmm. Anyway, God, let's freaking move on. Let's end the episode on how much I hate isekais. God. Well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See y'all next week, where we will have watched no isekai whatsoever. Ho hope y'all, hope y'all enjoy, enjoy it. You know what I freaking hate is that on the 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 website that I go to to find my anime, uh -huh. like to to split it up on the genres, they don't have an isekai genre, so I can't make sure it never shows <laughs> you up. Can't filter just, it out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, is this in the fantasy genre? Is it in? in is it popular? It's probably freaking trash. It's probably isekai. <laughs> oh God, oh God, is Copcraft an isekai? Uh oh. Or is that the universe? Because in Bright. Bright, see, Bright, not even Bright is as bad as an isekai. Bright has a terribly poorly thought out universe, in a, and it's a terribly written script that apparently was written by a creepy rapist who's now getting outed. Uh, Yikes. But at least it was not an isekai. I like, it, it, I it see, at least was better than I that. I see action, sci-fi, police, magic, fantasy as genres in my anime list, and I think my anime list does also have an isekai genre. Oh God. Okay. Um, okay. So this could be argued as isekai, oh. but it's not. It's not one unlikable scumbag self-insert nerd loser character going by himself to some extremely bland, generic, poorly established fantasy universe where he gets a harem for no reason. And I was actually wrong. My it's, anime list does not have an isekai genre. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's quite considered a genre yet. It, 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 it's relatively new, so... Uh.
But it's more like Blood Blockade Battlefront, mm. where it's two worlds suddenly were connected by a warp gate, and they can just move between them. You, so you know, I, I need to give Blood Battle uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront another shot because by the time that I watched the finale, I had completely forgotten about whatever else was going on in the show. Yeah, before I saw the finale, I watched the rest of that show three times because <laughs> because the first time. People who don't know, Blood Blockade Battlefront is this uh, very. I, I loved the the art style. Mm-hmm. Like it was very strange, and it reminded me of Bayonetta in mm. ways where it's like there's this modern world, but there's like vampires and 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 like technology and stuff still going on, and like there's still magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was in this this very urban environment. Uh, I really enjoyed yeah. it. But the finale episode got delayed for months. Yeah. Like, it was a weekly show, and then the last episode, which is like a big, like, hour-long movie, almost. I'm guessing that's why it got delayed. Mm. It got delayed for months. And and unlike where uh, JoJo Part 5 had its two-parter, like its finale two-parter, delayed like two weeks, mm-hmm. um, I had completely forgotten what was going on. So... When the finale came out, I was like, I'm lost. I'll, I'll just restart this from the beginning. And I watched like nine episodes and then got sidetracked into something else. Months pass again, and I hear that it got a second season. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't remember anything again. <laughs> so I watched the whole show again, watched the finale. It was good. It was a good finale. And uh, now I need to start that second season. Have you? Do you remember what all happened in the first one? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, there's closure. There, there's satisfying closure. It's cemented into your brain now after watching it three times. Yeah, it, in a lot of ways, it kind of felt like, where do we go from here? Hmm. So I don't know what the second season's even going to be about. But um, I mean, there's potential. You, you can just you know write a new villain for all of these characters who are now developed. But you'd recommend me watching it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was good. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Um, I like all those characters and that ca- the character designs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's something about that atmosphere of like a kind of a, a, a smoggy urban city in the fall where, you know, everyone's in like jackets and winter clothes and there's smoke everywhere. Mm-hmm. Some about that. Ooh, it's real comfy. <laughs> it's real nice. And, you know, you got like, you know, sounds of police sirens in the back, distant music playing. I really like that atmosphere. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that was enough to keep me watching. But uh, a lot of likable characters and some some good direction on the action. The action doesn't have the most amazing fluid animation, but it's well-directed. Okay. So, yeah. But, you know, that's not super urgent. Yeah, I'll, I'll, ju- I'll I'm just... I'm probably not going to watch it this week. I'll just but. watch that in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, I think that wraps this up. All right. Well? Uh, not much else to say. I think we said it all. Still still under time from the last episode, which was <laughs> freaking overkill. Uh, coming up in September, man. Promare, 17th and the 19th oh, for me. Oh, we're so close. Oh, it's still August today, but uh, yeah, Seven, I think it's 17th and 19th for everyone. So just a couple weeks. Man, Ooh. it's going to be good. Well, I I, I, I hope just, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, uh, both sub and dub. Yep. Also interesting, another thing about firemen. Yeah. Huh. Funny how that works. I guess, I guess uh, this is this is the the year of the fireman. Fire. Huh? Don't huh that. Huh. 
That was nonsense. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this episode out before you get on my nerves any longer. Mm, okay. Well. Uh, and I'm gonna go. See ya. I'm gonna go get something to eat. <laughs> I am very hungry. I didn't eat this morning, and I, I haven't eaten in uh, I think eighteen hours now. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go I take care of a baby. Food. Oh, that thing you do twenty four seven. Yeah. Oh god. It's almost like hey, on the bright side, it's like what are you gonna go do? What do you think? <laughs> My main responsibility. <laughs> you know, babies. You're never bored now. Babies are really good, like excuses. Like so, when I've oh, they're the I've best. Been, I, I've I've had to be late to work like so many days this week, and if, yeah. if anybody asks you, you're like, my baby didn't sleep, and they're like, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you get sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, and there's two kinds of people. There's the kinds of people who have never had kids or, you know, n- n- never been in a house with a baby and are just like, oh, yeah, I hear about how difficult that is. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then there's the people who have been there and are like, yeah, that's pretty freaking difficult. I understand. We're cool. Uh, so, hmm, babies. But, yeah, uh, once the kid's like, you know, five, six years old, people are tired of that excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so. My child ate my homework. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. Uh yeah, we'll uh, see y'all next yep. week. Next episode of Spiral Tune Hour. Tune in, get caught Probably up. Probably Spiral Two Hours is basically what this is. We, we, we don't have... We can't stop. Yeah, and we also... Which is why we're going to stop We're never going to put limits on it.
keep holding on, keep holding on. 